Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, Nick and Chad recap Nick's first watch of The Sopranos, the deaths, the timeless characters, and the most famous ending in TV history. So, what's The Sopranos? Good evening. This is Showboys Podcast, and you got Chad and Nick here, and we are talking about the long-awaited um, watching, my watching, my first watching of The Sopranos. Chad's probably seen it, I don't know how many times, but this is the first time I've watched it. I've somehow made it through, um, what is it, 20? It's 20 years. What, what year did that come out? 99. It's got to be, it's got every bit of 20 years. I think it's, yeah, 99. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah seven so 20, and then 25 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, without at all spoiling any of this show for me. And I, and maybe that's a testament to um, Sopranos fans because I grew up with a multitude of them. Um, and so many references like make sense to me now. Like I, I always yeah. and knew what they're from, but like, I guess just watching this, I was like, oh, my God, like so many of my friends like reference this show. So many things um, yeah. or even other right. things. I don't know if it's just, you know, no spoilers like Sopranos fans are just constantly in no spoiler mode because no one ever spoiled any of this show for me. Right. That's surprise. Yeah, that's surprising, to be honest with you, um, because it's such a at least the ending of the show is like such a hot topic like it's it's a wonder right. that you missed it like through all the years did you know anything about it? did you know that it was like controversial or any, any of that i knew i knew it had a controversial ending that i could not okay. escape i knew that much yeah um okay yeah that's uh yeah that's funny man because it's like it, maybe it's just because i i like follow a couple like uh sopranos like fan pages on on facebook <laughs> but it seems like every other article on my on my facebook is something about the ending of the sopranos <laughs> and whether well well when know. i started watching this my buddy he started sending me like memes and stuff from like some of those pages and then he was like i can't wait to add you when you finish the series because yeah great. <laughs> so he sent me the pages so i'm excited to join those pages and get soprano means because the ones he would send me are hilarious like just the context yeah. of the show and like everything yeah it all For the meaning sure. behind everything is just hilarious yeah and i still and i do this with my kids all the time my kids do it too but i still i i took the like oh from from the yeah. sopranos that paulie always does you know anytime something yeah. goes on and i always oh. do that in the house and and they do it now too so it's hilarious so we're just and you, if you're in my house you'll hear oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, this, uh, this show for me sat at, at my top list, like number one for, for a long, long while. And it kind of bounced back and forth between the shield and the Sopranos, depending on what mood wow. I was in. Um, yeah, yeah. and that was obviously up until game of Thrones came out and then it, game of Thrones has trumped both those shows in my eyes. Um, but yeah, this was like the, maybe the first show that I watched religiously week to week even to the point where the final episode came out on June 10th, 2007. That's uh, 
the day of our graduation for, for high school. Mm. And, uh, of course people go out and, and party after graduation, right. In high school. And I was like, no, listen, the series finale is on tonight. So I I'll be there, but I'm going home to watch it with my, with my family. Then I'll be there. So I literally left my friends to go home and watch the final episode of the Sopranos. And then I went out afterwards. So it was like very devout. Yeah. Very devout, uh, watching this week to week. And it's funny because I didn't even pick it up until I like, I think season five was airing at the, at the time that I picked it up. Oh, wow. Maybe season four. Um, but I, I had been playing like grand theft auto three, I think. And I wanted like a mob movie or show or something. And yeah, I yeah. kept, and I think I've told this on the show before I kept coming across the Sopranos and I'm like, I, sounds like a freaking musical about the mob. Like, I don't want to like, why do I want to hear about Sopranos? Like that sounds boring. So I ended up renting it from the library season three. Ironically, I wouldn't start with season one. I started with season three for whatever reason might've been the only one they had. And uh, yeah, hooked me pretty quickly. So I jumped on board. I I think actually now I'm thinking about it. I think it was probably season four is when I started watching it live Mm -hmm. uh, because it was several years, but yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? Your, what are your uh, just base thoughts there? Well, uh, your your comment there about like it sounded like a musical about the mob or whatever. Um, yeah. One of the one of the very last episodes uh, when the when the therapist is at dinner with all the other uh, therapists and uh, her therapist reveals like who her client is that she's her patient and he's like he says whatever and then he's like he does like a soprano like note singing yeah yeah everyone was like what um yeah um no i mean obviously this this show is incredibly good incredibly um engaging even though i guess there you know some people say there are filler episodes and i guess that is true because you know there are plot lines that come and go and kind of end too and like wrap themselves up and like they don't matter again um it might be referenced later but I mean, everything's incredibly entertaining and just every character is so, so good. Iconic. Yeah. To, yeah, to it really is. That's where, the best way to put it. Yeah. Like they all carry a certain bravado about each of them. That is, and that's one of the fun things was, you know, who's your favorite from season to season or, you know, who kind of falls in out of favor and who are you mimicking more? Um, you know, t- take yeah. whether it's Polly or, or Sill, right? Or, you know, Tony himself. Uh, there's so many quotable or even it's not just quotes. It's, 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 in, it's, um, like you said, the oh, like, you know, yeah, phrases, yeah, it's a small thing, noises, like that. yeah, characteristics, yeah. <laughs> the, the chin flip or the, yeah, pointing with the, um, the two fingers. Yeah. yeah. The, the there's so much, dude. Yeah. So much. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my one friend like basically has modeled like so much of his behavior after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these characters. It's, um, yeah, it's funny because yeah. I, I, I was, I was literally gonna throw a track because I have like a ton of track suits. Um, I was gonna throw like <laughs> guinea tea on tracksuit chain. I have a chain yeah. that I wear every day. So, um, I used to like exclusively wear track suits. And then I just got to the point where I like got sick of the zipper. So I upgraded to a, a hoodie, <laughs> but yeah, I was going to throw it on and uh, come in character. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say that the, it molded anything about me. I, I grew up in a Italian American family. So a lot of the stuff is very familiar. Obviously not the mob stuff is familiar. All the background Italian American stuff in, in the series is, is very familiar. 
but yeah, yeah I wouldn't say Italians that molded. Are in the mob, right? Right. I like that. Right, that was yeah. a part part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would. Um, yeah, who was that? That was like. Uh, it was like season two or three. Um, Carmilla was going through some of that. Obviously, um, the th- the therapists talk about that a lot because she's an Italian American right. and her was it her ex husband or like her father or something was like part of like a Italian American like preservation like society or something. There's yeah. all those little sub sub right. themes that were going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, you know, I think it, where the soprano the soprano shines to me, where it's it's even though it's an HBO series, like it, I don't know, dude. The acting's just on point, even though it started in '99, and a lot of those shows still had, in my eyes, like finicky acting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the acting was not what it is today, and the Sopranos might fall victim to that in the first season, maybe a little bit. And yeah. I think that's more. I don't think that's a, a sign of the times that it was filmed. I think it's more of a, they're like trying to figure out their accents and, and what they want the character to be in that first season. Um, but yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, a, it's a series that constantly lands on top 10 lists of the greatest shows of all time. And I, I think it's well-deserved to be one. up there. Yeah. I think it's, it's well-deserved. Number one often. Uh, I think. Yeah, Rose it really is. is it number one. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely uh, appreciate lining this up with like I, f- I finished it today. I watched you know the finale all but you know twelve hours ago this morning. Um, so I had all day to kind of like think about it, um, text some people about it. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty wild. And obviously, the last season is so different. But each yeah. season is a little different. That's what I like about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, as it evolves. Yeah. It's uh, you're, you're, you're right on that a lot. Of, uh, and I don't know if that's just like production values going up or, or what that is, but you can really track the differences between the seasons. You know what I mean? Even with the story. So it's not even really production, but I guess it might no, be, they, they hired better writers or something. There is that, but I mean, yeah. thematically, and that's the other cool thing is like, this also Mr. Robot clearly has a lot of, um, reference to the Sopranos, whether it's the the exact like barn, like not, it's not the exact, but they have the barn painting in the psychiatrist's office, like yeah. in the first season. I'm like, holy crap! Like, yeah, that's what that <laughs> reference is. Um, right. So if that if that meant anything in Mr. Robot, it was purely just a reference Sopranos. Yeah, um, absolutely. But but I, I like that it isn't a consistent like drama, um, and I and that's actually what drives me away from like television shows right um yeah. so like people have tried to get me to watch like we've tried to watch manifest like yeah. a couple of times now and i'm yeah. just like it's too television like tropey right um whereas like this it has like a very nice thread narrative through it but sometimes it completely just jumps off of it for a little yeah. bit and, and it has a thematic episode where they do something cool like yeah, that's the other fun thing. Like the, the show also steps off into like the supernatural, like not supernatural, but like talks about death and like Tony is like legit dead for a while. And he is in like Deathland, whatever you want to yeah. call it, living a different life. And it, it, right. the, the surrealness that it touches on is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's interesting that that all that's all sprinkled in there. And there's a lot of it, really, when you look back at it and see mm-hmm. 
all the the supernatural stuff that's going on in there whether it's you know one of my my like favorite pussy, favorite like yeah that that was early and so much of that was a really big like trippy thing for tony for a long time was dealing with killing pussy yeah yeah and it bums me out man because i i i, I really liked him a lot you know and he's <laughs> he doesn't stick around very long i mean he's in right. i think he dies at the end of season two right um but yeah great great character and that dude is just like the iconic, whatever that actor's name is. He's like the iconic mob actor. He's like in what seems like every mob thing that you watch. He's somewhere yeah. in there, whether he's a background character or a main character. And there's a lot of the, a lot of them are, are like that um, throughout throughout the series. Like these are all big. I don't want to say big name mob actors, but like majority of them only <laughs> exclusively act in mob movies. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so, yeah. uh, and it, rightfully like, uh, Paulie's actor, Tony Cicero, I think his name is mm-hmm. he, he like grew up as a mobster, like through the, right. one of the most violent times for the New York mob in the seventies. So he's like a legit, from the streets mobster and he's acting and, and playing the role here, which I think is really, really cool. That's just the level of commitment that HBO is dedicated to because like the wire, um, a lot of the like street criminals in the wire. Have you seen the wire? No, I am not. I recommend it. If it, I mean, I recommend that like you would recommend Sopranos pro- probably that show is excellent, but they have actual like, like it's, it's in Philadelphia. Is it Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore. It's Baltimore, like, yeah. yeah. Like, in the later seasons, when they get into different gangs, like, there are several actors that are legit from, like, the streets that they just, like, yeah. pluck, almost plucked off the streets and were, like, you know, just for either their background or something, but they got them roles in there because they didn't have to act. Like, that's what they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, you know, when you bring up The Wire the 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 constant thing that gets compared everything that i look at to the wire is the shield the shields in in the same talking as the wire um if i look up like shows similar to the shield the wire always pops up i tried to watch the first season and it's got that like early 90s thing going on yeah it's hard to get through that first season and i have tried multiple times and the shield like really any show that we watch dude it, it, that it's hard to get through the first season. You have to just kind yeah. of barrel through it. There's very few shows where the first season is like amazing. Mr. Robot, I think is, is fantastic. Game of Thrones prime example. I think it's fantastic. Uh, House of the dragon. Obviously we know that, but that one, <laughs> that one ruled that first season. Yeah. But yeah, I, if you like this show, man, you should really consider watching the shield. It's a totally different. It's, you're not going to be like going to the same, ballpark because it's about crooked la cops so it's like couldn't it's literally the other side of the country on the other side of the law yeah um but yeah it's every bit of it doesn't have the kind of fantastical things the sopranos has going on um but just a great freaking story dude with awesome twists shocking deaths it's it's really really good you should uh hulu Hulu? and luckily luckily uh a couple years ago they went back and, and made it 4k cause it, it, the way that it's filmed, it came out in like, you know, early two thousands, I think it ended in like Oh eight. So it was kind of around the same time as this, but the way that it was filmed, it's like almost impossible to go back and watch it 
the original mm-hmm. copy of of the series because it's just yeah. it's just so different. It's hard to explain. Um, yeah. But they went back and like uh, upresed everything, so it's actually tolerable to watch. But it, it's the same. Like anytime I recommend The Sopranos to somebody, they love it. It's the same with The Shield. Any anytime somebody watches The Shield, it's a it's automatic. You know, they can't stop talking about it, can't put it down type of deal. Yeah. But I want to talk. I know I don't know when you want to get into the ending because I want this as fresh as as possible. And I really am itching to hear like your thoughts just generally. Do you do we want to go through all the seasons first? Do you want to start at the ending? Where, where do you want to go? Um, I mean, I like I like talking about notable events and, and things. And yeah, let's do that from shows rather than like go through the, the season so much. Um, and we talked about the first couple seasons in a high passing on previous episodes. Um, I don't know. The first season has like a really kind of like, even though it has issues, but like it has a very like grounded feel to it because it is the right. first season, much like Game of Thrones yeah. first season. Um but really, like a lot of the deaths, like are and this it isn't riddled with deaths. It does have a lot of death in it, but like notable deaths, like are well either deserved or like really built up, and then they happen, right? Um, yeah. Which is nice. Um, Chrissy's death was like probably the most like shocking, um, just because yeah, like, that for one sure. was a long time coming, and in um, just the way it happened, like it was just like he was back on another cycle going through it. And Tony just like snuffed him. And I was like, that is intense. Like, yeah. And I, I I just love the, yeah. I love the way the whole, that whole scene is, is set up. Like Tony looks at the, the car seat and sees the freaking tree through it. And it's like, if the kid was there, that's what he's thinking. Like he's going to kill this, this baby. Right. Because he's, he's a jackass and he can't stay off the heroin. So, yeah. Um, so I love just everything that's set up there and just the way that he, that he literally snuffs him out by like holding his nose closed. Like, it's just such a brutal, like grimy way to do blood. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it makes total sense if you wanted to like, just, I mean, he was otherwise dead. He just kind of like helped him along to ensure he died. Um, yeah. But also the way that like played out too, like, it was a relief to him. And in hindsight, I was like, Oh yeah, I guess Chrissy was kind of just like a constant, like pain in the ass for Tony, even though it was, like, yeah. Like you don't think about that, like through it. Cause you just think he's just another character and all this stuff. But like, he causes a lot of problems through like the entire he does. series. <laughs> yeah. 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 He really does. Chris is one of my favorite characters. I, I, I love his entire arc. I think it's, Oh yeah. It's beautifully crafted. Um, but yeah, you're right. He does cause a lot of problems. And a lot of that is around his drug addiction, right? I mean, that's that's the play mm-hmm. that's that's around majority yeah. of the issues that he's causing. That and his yeah. kind of like um his like God complex thing he's got going on where he think I think he thinks he's much better than he actually is. You know what I mean? So he he wants to be promoted and he wants to be made and right. and all this stuff. Um but yeah, he's I just, got, he just kind of has like, he, you know, he's the unofficial son of the boss kind of complex. Like, yeah, he's got like a demigod complex is what he has. Um, and, and I think why so many characters that otherwise would be problematic to most main protagonists is that Tony isn't your traditional protagonist because he's like kind of a piece of shit as well. So it's right. like, well, yeah, Chris is kind of justified and not in the complete wrong here um but you know 
it's, yeah, I mean, he does a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, he does. Tony does a lot of the same stuff that Chris does. So, um, speaking of Chris, I, I'm assuming the answer is no. Did you watch the prequel movie? No. The Many Saints of Newark. Okay, I need to. Um, so it is widely hated by the Sopranos fan base. Mm-hmm. I personally thought it was pretty good. I I dug <laughs> it. That there's cool things in it. And the cool thing is, is James Gandolfini's son playing young Tony Soprano, which I think right. is awesome. So I wanted to support it just off of that, that alone. The story is, is heavily uh, a Moltisanti story. So Chris's family lineage. Um, I think it's good. I think they did, they did a good job with some of the characters that are younger. I think they did maybe a bad job with some of them. But it's worth the watch, I think, for sure. For sure, yeah. Like it's it when I when I heard that it was getting like slayed in the reviews, I was like, oh man, how bad can this be? And then I watched it, I was like, I just, I, you know, I, I don't understand what the hate is is about it. You know, I, it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. And it's a short, quick one. It's like an hour. It's not very long, so you should definitely definitely hit it up because it gives a little bit of context, sp- specifically to Chris's dad. And that right. whole storyline with who killed him, and and we see in the show that Chris kills the the cop that was supposedly yeah. um, responsible for killing him, which uh, another great storyline. But yeah, I think that Chris does have that like uh, father figure feeling towards Tony, right? Because yeah. I don't think he has a father figure in his life, uh, obviously, and. Uh, that's played really well throughout the thing. And Tony takes advantage of that. You can tell throughout the series as well, multiple, multiple occasions. But I think Tony kind of maybe feels that a little bit too, because there's For multiple sure. times where like the, he was dead to rights to kill Chris and, yeah. and he didn't do it, especially around the, the whole Adriana thing when he was freaking out about the Adrian and they had him out in the field. Like he was dead to rights to, to kill him right there and he didn't do it. So um, you're right when it said when you, we get to Chris's death, it it has built up over six seasons. You know what I mean? In yeah. multiple stops where it should have happened and it didn't happen. But that being said, still was a pretty shocking death for me when I watched it uh, originally, just the the way it all panned out. Yeah, just because he made it through so much. And and speaking of him, I mean, uh, Adriana's death was um, probably one of my my favorite uh, stylistically because it has my my favorite. Um, underboss, if you will, right uh, of the core crew. Like I love Sill. Like um, Sill's great. Yeah, it, it definitely changed over um the seasons, but like you know, mid series, like it really kind of settled on Sill being like my favorite. So, um, the fact that he was just like a designated like hitter for you know Tony when needed be. Um, yeah. The fact that he just drives her out to the woods and does the does the deed you know he takes care of things yeah when needed yeah so that again that that death was shocking to me but that for the yeah. longest time even till the final episode i thought because you don't see her get killed she's the one of the only characters you see get killed off screen true you hear it but you don't actually see her get killed and this is looking at everything it's like it's a very violent show they show every they show every hit basically it's hbo so they're not going to shy away from the violence we see plenty of violence against women in the, in the series. So it wasn't that. So I'm like, she 
is not dead. Like he shot, fired a shot <laughs> and let her go. And, and, but it never panned out. So it was just, uh, looking back on it now, I kind of like the idea of not showing it just because it, it, it put plants that seed in your, in your head that like, maybe she's not dead. And there's even on game of Thrones, there were characters like the hound was a prime example who ended up not being dead. Um, so I like, I like the kind of, is he dead? We left him dying. We left her maybe dying. Is she going to come back? But her whole storyline even though there are parts of it, she kind of annoys the shit out of me is the, is the main issue um, just as a character. But I think her arc is, is really good, especially the FBI. Uh, yeah. The arc around the club was phenomenal. And uh, obviously what ends up getting her uh, killed in the long run. And then one of the, I think one of the best pieces of acting in the entire show is Chris going to Tony's house, going into the basement to tell him, what he found out about Adriana, which is a flashback in the, in the season after that happens as a flashback yeah. in season in season six, when, you know, I think after they robbed those bikers or whatever, and they're just kind of like sitting on the, might've been that might've been that moment, if not later, but that was cool that they threw a couple flashbacks in there to right. That moment. So that I'm trying to think that when they robbed the bikers, that's right after Ralphie, Right, they're dumping Ralphie's no. body. Is that why they're out there? No. Okay. Maybe I get that. They mixed were. Up. Yeah, yeah. Ralphie died in like season three. Um, this was like five or six when I forget why they were. They were on a little little mission together. Another like they, yeah, they were up there for something. Deal. That but that whole episode's so good, dude. <laughs> like it's just oh the, yeah. Because it because he had already cool gone through see. AA because he didn't drink. You know, and they, they, you know, they, they grabbed Yeah, they were, and... they were up there for something though. And I thought, yeah, I forget. Cause Ralphie dies in four, right? Three, I think. I think he Ralphie shows up does. in three and dies in three, or he dies in four. Does he? Halfway. I think he might die. Yeah, I think he might die in four. I'm not sure. But I'm trying, cause they're up there for some reason. But yeah, that whole episode, including the, the heist against the bikers where they steal whatever yep. it was, wine or whatever. Yeah, it was a bunch it's of It's just wine. so cool because you, it's such a parallel of the gang world where you have like bikers, which is like the total polar opposite of, of the Italian mafia. Right. Yeah. So you got guys in suits driving like an escalade, robbing the, the bikers with their scruffy beards and their cut off vests. It's just a cool scene, man. And that it's yeah. always a treat to get to that scene every time I rewatch it. Cause it's just, you can see they're like having a blast during it too. Yeah. Like they're having the time of their life. Like a grand theft auto meal. They had fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and then their meal afterwards where they sit down and, and eat and they're like making fun of the whole situation. It's just such a good scene, dude. I, I, I love that yeah. whole story. Even though it's such a small little snippet throwaway story. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them in the, in the show that are just really good. Like even though they're throwaway and it really meant nothing, uh, it, they're, they're just crafted so good. I don't know how to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that this is, you know, it's, it's just a ton of themes throughout the show, whether it's, you know, a fun way to set up an episode and right. Have a theme around an episode or larger themes in the whole series. Um, everything's just very, thoughtfully crafted whether or not like it, yeah. it means something to like the entire series and i think that's a lot of th- that's a lot of what people i think 
did not understand about maybe Game of Thrones. And that's why like people hung on to every single storyline in Game of Thrones when it's just like, you just have to let some go, yo. Um, yeah. And, and maybe it maybe Sopranos does a much better job of setting your expectations that a lot of this isn't going to go anywhere necessarily, or they do wrap up and you never do see that character again. Um, whereas like Game of Thrones kind of leaves right. a lot of open threads, I guess that people expect to be wrapped up, but Soprano does it. Sopranos does it too. Like, yeah, I think every show that does. you never see again. Yeah. 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 Every, every, every show does it. And it's just a, that's like the downside of having a series, right? Is you, you're, these series run over multiple years, right? There are going to be storylines that they just can't fit into the ending of it or don't want to, or it was meaningless to begin with. So you get a lot of that through a lot of shows. Even the shield has a couple, couple. Yeah. Um, So Ralphie dies in season four because he, he was there for the whole Pio my thing, the horse. And that's in season four. Um, But yeah, I I do want to talk about Ralphie. Um, oh, he's just because awesome character. He, he's such a good character, dude. Um, and such a loose cannon curveball to come in at season three. You know what I mean? Like he's just Two off three, his rocker. Yeah. yeah. And it might. Three. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the very first scene that we see Ralphie. I wish that it was when he was acting out the gladiator in the strip club with with the guy i wish that was the first scene i don't think that it is uh i wish that was the first scene we saw him because that really shows his character he's just a hothead off off his rocker but yeah they sell it like he's in florida or he was down in florida doing something for a couple years or something and and comes back up um but yeah i mean he's probably top he's like a top five character for me even though he doesn't stick around very long he makes such an impact and uh is so good at poking Tony and, and, and pissing him off. And at every corner that he Mm -hmm. turns, he pisses him off uh, and eventually bites him in the ass in the end. But I, I wanted to ask you, like, do you, cause they don't, I don't know that they really specifically say like, do you think he killed the horse? Yeah, I think I saw, I took it like he rigged, you know, he rigged it to, to, to get the catch insurance fire or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. it was a job. It was a job for him. Kind of like, it was just like a, a hit. Right. Um, plus there's so many, there's so many layers to him and Tony's relationship because, you know, whether they were actively out to get each other, especially Ralphie trying to undermine Tony versus like Tony gives him a little bit and like does promote him. And then like, he's kind of reluctantly though happily under his thumb to the point where like then he gets with his sister um, yeah, yeah. So, like there's just so much baked in and i and part of this too is you know it's not like um it's not like i guess i don't know if that's just the way modern society um is like how people interact with each other but growing up i mean like all the people i grew up with like we operated very similar to this in the fact that like you bust each other's balls and like, Oh yeah. People like we, like there are times like we are absolutely shitty to each other. Like, yeah. all the time. <laughs> like that's just like the general underlying nature of our relationship. But like, that doesn't like mean we're not friends or that doesn't mean we're not going to hang out. Um, it doesn't right. unravel like some basic structure of things. It's just like how it is. So like, yeah. 
that's what yeah. I appreciate a lot about this is because like I'm like, oh yeah, like that's your crew. Like you have your crew and you, you can't really do too much about it other than like kill them. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh you know, I I like looking at it, like I don't even know when he shows up in season three. He might only be for, there for really a season worth of episodes, right? Yeah, he shows up, I think, pretty early, but like he's a, he is kind of a background. Like he starts showing up in the like team meetings, if you will, right? And like he slowly has more and more dialogue. And then I think he's really kind of becoming a force, um, right around like mid three where he kills the stripper. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. where like he is clearly like a very key character here because like that sets Tony off really far. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the, the entire, that entire episode of, of his death. And I don't even know where I land on the horse thing because they don't, it's, they don't really say like, they kind of leave it up for interpretation. Like maybe mm-hmm. Tony's freaking out because he's so attached to this horse and thinks yeah. that Ralphie did it. Cause Ralphie does most of the bad shit that goes on in the family. Well, yeah, well, and, and that's that's the weird thing is because and and there, there's always double meaning in everything, and also the like haphazardness of the truth amongst all of them because Ralphie denies it when like he's damn near killing him right before he's killing him, right? But then he's like, but he, but then he becomes so flippant about it, like it's just a horse and like you know got the money so like all the motive was there for tony so for all tony was concerned like just saying those things like made him guilty right um so it's yeah because like, he does he does like half ass admit to it almost yeah right <laughs> and it's not even an admit it's like uh so what like who cares it's an animal like who right. cares He's like, so flippant about it. it's like is he is he just saying that just because he's an asshole? Yeah, like, that's that's how honestly, dude. Right. That's how I take it. I think that's just he was just being an ass. Like he yeah. was he was making it maybe seem like he like he did it, and I don't think he thought that Tony was going to have the reaction that he ended up having. Um, but and that think, whole go ahead. Well, well, and that's the thing. Like like Pussy's death was very to me like a traditional like. You're, you're a liability. We're going to take you out on the boat. We're going to yeah. take you out. And it's like the three of them, right? It's like the three musketeers and they're taking out the fourth one and there's reducing the crew. Whereas like Ralphie's death was like, I think one of the first ones where like was totally unhinged. Like that was just a, a runaway situation that did not have to be the way it was. Cause it was just like two very, messed up personalities interacting tony and ralphie's and then tony just flips his shit and like murders the shit out of him and doesn't right. just kill him like yeah murders him yeah i think the i think the the crux of that there is that sill paulie tony and pussy are all kind of the main crew that grew yeah. up together they're the main part of this family and then you have the outliers, Chris, who's much younger. Obviously, it was a it was a baby when when Tony was in his teens. Dad um, was a somebody, yeah, yeah, related kind of thing. Yep. And then you have Junior, who's like the the old man of the the crew that was there for all of it, but not really part of the the main group that we're following throughout the show. And they're at odds a lot through through the the series as well. But then you have like Ralphie, who's just there because he earns good money like he's there 
only because of that. And he gets to act the way that he does because he is such a good earner. So mm-hmm. it's like they're, the whole point of the mob is to make money. So Ralphie makes a shit ton of money. Yeah, he does a lot of fucked up shit, but he's making a lot of money. And that's the whole point of this entire thing. So he's never felt like he was part of the main crew. He was just right. like the dude on the side that, that was making them all a lot of money. Well, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a good point though. And, and that's a fuzzy crossroads about the mob because a lot of it is built, built around family though. Um, but with the intersection of it being a business enterprise of making money. So it's, you have these dynamics where you have like the core crew of friends who all came up together and there's a certain level of loyalty there. You have the actual blood loyalty that Tony talks about with Chris that they share. And then you have the money earners like, like Vito and um, Ralphie yep. who makes just so much freaking money. They're just kind of in, right. um, but they don't, but they don't. But the problem though, is they don't overlap with the blood and, you know, they try to, make that better by marrying into the families and doing things like that. So yeah, like that's the whole point of the mob, but there's all these other layers that don't mesh well with it. It's, you know, it's like kind of marrying, you know, you don't talk about politics at work, right? It's right. That whole situation. Yeah. It's like, you don't, I guess, you know, do business within the family, but that's the entire structure of most of the mob. So yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And there's a lot, like, even if you go look at like real mob stories, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of like crews that grew up together, but they all ended up killing each other in the end. You know what I mean? So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a it wasn't like a brother like they make it seem like it's a family and it's a brotherhood and, and all that stuff. But they're all shooting each other in the back of the head at, at the end of the day. And right. typically the dude that got shot in the back of the head, his best friend is the one that did it. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that that's why I, I really liked the way they did killing pussy because they were all there they sat down they dr- they had like a drink like he knew mm-hmm. it was coming and um that was just a very impactful way of doing it showing like you said it's a perfect way to describe it the the four musketeers and they're taking out one of the four musketeers right <laughs> yeah we're down to three now <laughs> down it, to three it, and, and it's like completely you know and that was one of the few that was a completely um um everyone was in agreement, right? It was, yeah. Everyone voted the same way on that one reluctantly, but they still voted and agreed that way. Whereas as, as the seasons go on, like every death becomes more and more off the books. Um, yeah. And that's a, and that's a huge tension point. Just like with, you know, there's, there's, I forget maybe season five. There's a lot of the, just like inner, you know, is Tony a good fit here? Like, do we trust Tony? Like, where does his loyalties lie? Like they're questioning all that. Well, I think, yeah, the thing about Tony, especially around the Ralphie thing is that it, it, it seems odd when you're watching it, that he wants to try and hide the fact that he's dead. He wants to try to hide the fact that he killed him. But when you look at the whole story, Ralphie was kind of tied in with the New York family, right? Mm-hmm. And the New York family even though it's separate from the jury, even in real life, they have very strict rules in New York. Like you can't kill a made guy in the New York mob without getting the commission to say that it's okay to kill him. And if you do that, that's, I mean, you're going to end up dead too, probably. So I think that's probably why he was trying to hide that. Cause it seems weird. Cause you're like, you're the boss. Like just say, Hey, I killed him. It was my decision. 
I'm the boss. Like he says in multiple, you know, multiple scenes throughout the series, he, he lands on the boss excuse a lot. Right. But I think that was in maybe that was like, I think that was like in season five after Ralphie dies, where there is that mystery for a while. It's like, where is Ralphie? Right. And they were starting to wonder if Tony did do it. And that's where it causes problems because is the boss just going to whack me next? Because, you know, I, I did something he didn't like. Um, Cause really what it came down to, like, you know, it was over the horse, right? It wasn't right. over. It obviously was over a lot of things like anything with Tony. Cause Tony doesn't let anything go. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was, you know, the, the, the pin that got pulled was the horse dying. And, you know, that, that was the death yeah. um, or the reason for murder. So it's like the boss can't also just kill his captains. Right. Um, especially like you said, he was, he was somewhat connected and, and made in the New York side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, and I don't know that even if, even if he wasn't that, that killing him over what he did would even be a justifiable thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like he killed yeah. a horse and got money for it. And to go back to the mob thing, it's all about money. Right. Mm-hmm. And the horse did seem like, and Ralph even says it when he's arguing with it. Like, the horse was like hemorrhaging money, like for for yeah. the family. It was it was spending more money than it was bringing in, right? Um, but yeah, I like the I like the whole storyline, and then the episode of Ralphie's death is just phenomenal, start to finish, from from the death to them dumping and cutting up the body and all everything that goes on there. And he's got a, I'm trying to think, so. Mike Imperioli, who plays Christopher, has a story about. I think it's Ralphie's body they're dumping. Do they dump? Do they put him in a bag and dump him over a like a cliff? I think it's Ralphie. I could be wrong. Um, but they he has a story that they got completely shit faced. Him and him and James Gandolfini waiting for the lighting to get set up for that that <laughs> cliff scene to throw the body over. It was like a five hour lighting thing or whatever. And they got hammered to the point where they had to tie chains around their ankles to make sure that they didn't go over because they were so hammered by the time they were ready to film. And I just think that's such a funny story. And there's a lot of those. They have a podcast actually where they tell a bunch of stories about the Sopranos. It's super interesting. I do see that on there. It's it's like, like, I don't know. But yeah, I see that on there. I I thought about watching that. Um, Yeah. Well, now I'm confused. Who does Janice murder? So Janice murders uh, Richie April. That's right. Who was who was the? Um, so the Jersey family was originally ran by Jackie. Well, not originally, but before Tony, it was Jackie April, and that's like his yeah. brother, I think. And he's got kind of almost the same thing as that Ralphie's got going on. Yeah, I'm mixing them up in my mind. Yeah, you are. And it's yeah, it's not it's not. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense. But yeah, Ra- I think Ralphie dies like or not Ralphie. Uh, Richie died and they have our names, too. So that's not helping probably anything. Right. Um, he dies in like season three, maybe. Right. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good character. I liked I liked Richie a lot um, just because I, I, I seem to gravitate gravitate towards the characters that, that poke Tony, you know what I mean? And he was like, just not dealing with Tony shit. And, uh, and it's confusing because Janice dated both of them. Um, Now now that I look, now that I looked up his face, I'm like, okay, yeah, that character forgot about him. He was also, 
a pain in the ass because he was trying to and maybe that was the season where you know he was trying to he was trying to undermine tony and the fact yeah. that he was trying to become boss right um but that's you know that's no help from janice who is also paying the ass throughout the whole thing right um and he was all i mean he was trying really trying to undermine everybody like he's trying he yeah. tried to ki- get chris killed essentially uh in a roundabout way even though those two young kids that are working with richie and i can't remember their names off the top of my head that the the one actor right. is like a famous the, the bronx tale kid yep um Richie didn't tell them to go kill Chris, right? They just kind of took it upon themselves to notice that he hates Chris. So let's go kill him and maybe we'll get in his <laughs> good graces. And that obviously didn't work out and he freaked out on him for even trying it. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's another, and that's like us that's because pussy is there when they, Tony kills that young kid. So it had to be like a season two storyline. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, those two kids, I, I I enjoyed everything, especially the poker scene, uh, where yeah. where they're like the maids during it, and it's got the they got the like um, what's he run like a sport or like a hunting store or something, and they won't let him into the poker game. You know who I'm talking about, and they ended yeah. up like bankrupting it, bankrupting him. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, that whole scene still so good in that scene, dude. Like his like freaking out during the entire thing while he's playing, but he's like one of those people that gets really angry when they're playing poker. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and that's when Chrissy first started getting like kind of made or he was made and he started wearing the suits. So he was taking himself very seriously. Right. Right. Yep. Same thing. Um, and then the other young kid is Jackie, uh, yep. Jackie April. And that, that actually might be when, t- yeah, that is when, uh, Chris gets made because that's season three that that whole thing pans out. But ja- so Jackie is obviously Jackie, who I was talking about earlier. That's his son. Yeah. And then Richie is his uncle. Yep. Um, But that kid bothers me because I feel like there are a lot of those kind of guys where they're like the young kids that grew up in an Italian neighborhood and they think they're mobbed up <laughs> yeah. or they either want to be mobbed up or think they're mobbed up and they're not. And they kind of go over, over bounds with it. Um, right. I like, I like Jackie's character. I think that it's, it's good. The only thing that bothers me about him, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so absurd. It, it, it drives me nuts every time that I watch it. The gun that he gets killed with does not, cycle like it's you can tell it's like a rubber gun so it doesn't it doesn't oh. it's just there's nothing there's no recoil the the side doesn't go back that yeah, shit yeah. kind of bothers me i don't know why <laughs> it just sticks out yeah. like a sore thumb to me you can tell it's a rubber gun um but yeah how'd you feel about jackie um that that was that was a little while ago in my memory yeah um, for but, sure yeah. but but i i was again that one was um Definitely, I can't. I don't want to say shocking, but definitely like there, the deaths aren't shocking. Where like Game of Thrones has shocking deaths, like the deaths in this in Sopranos aren't necessarily shocking. They're more just so so interesting when they happen um, right. because of how much is tied up in these characters. Um, yeah, in every line of dialogue, every scene, and then like it's just kind of like this is what it all comes to. Right. Um, and I think that plays into obviously how the whole series kind of ends. Um, but yeah, his, I, I, and I also like that. Um, it's Omar. 
Omar from the wire um, is the, is the guy he's staying with in the, in the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's in a ton of stuff on HBO. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, I I was happy to see him, Um, but Tony had him whacked. Is that how that went? So, yeah. So the, what, to cuz he make just got shot long, like well here like they just shot him yeah what happened was they him and his buddy tried to right um rob a poker game yep and they they had heard the story like tony, tony may or ralph i think ralphie is actually the one that told ralphie, jackie yeah. the story of how tony and them got made right, back cuz he day. was dating his mother and he yeah he was and he was yeah, he was trying to push Jackie along there. Yeah. Yeah. And Robbie I don't even know. Bag. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it was like. I don't know if he was maybe just telling a story and not maybe he was. I don't think he was pushing like, hey, you guys should go do this. I think he was just telling a story about how Tony and them got made and he didn't because he had like the clap or whatever and he couldn't go with them on the on the. the I think. I think I think with characters like Ralphie, it it comes down to an ego thing and mixed messaging because characters like that, their messaging isn't really consistent. Um, It's very unpredictable. Right. And to a young person like Jackie, those messages to him all mean something like pinnacle wise like everything he, in his mind everything ralphie's doing is like for a reason whereas like no dude like ralphie's just kind of hooking you up with some drugs to make some extra scratch on the side and maybe sometimes shows an interest in like you're useful to him in a mob setting right, right. but also he's just telling you fun stories about how cool his life is or some you know that that doesn't mean go do it by no means. Right. I don't think Ralphie meant for him to go do that. But the I, t- I take that though as mi- mixed messaging because Jackie was kind of looking to him as like an end to the mob because he kind of started to mentor him. Right. But Jackie doesn't or Ralphie does not think that holistically about anything. No. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And the 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 difference is 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 the the story that he tells is is Tony Sill. Maybe just Tony and Syl. Maybe Paulie's there too. Um, go and rob a poker game. And then eventually the they get away with the money. The right people get their money back. And it showed that these kid this this crew had some balls and they were able to move up in the ranks. And Jackie takes that on because he is like the wannabe up and coming mob dude. He's always around mob guys. None of them take him very seriously. They tell him, go, you know, go to college, go be a doctor. You know, Tony tells him multiple times, like your, your dad wanted you to be like a doctor or a lawyer, not, yeah. not in the mob. Um, but that's not what he wants. And they go and do that same exact thing to Chris. I think it's like Chris Furio, a couple other people are, are in the room, but the mistake they made is they kill somebody in the room and then they shoot Furio. So obviously that's a totally different story than what happened over here where nobody got hurt. People got their money back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the way that was all set. That was all set up. And then he goes on the run eventually after that. Um, and that's how he ends up. Yeah. I, I, I assume Tony, it might've been Chris that was the driving force between, between behind getting him killed because it was his poker game. Yeah. 
And I actually, yeah, I, and, and he had a complex about, you know, if he just got made and like he couldn't let anything pass over him because he it would have been a complete insult to Chris not being taken seriously if they let these yeah. kids just get away with that. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a complex on Chris Chris's part too. For sure, yeah, because he's he's newly made at this point. Like we see him multiple times through the ser- through that early parts of being made where he like goes to the pizza shop that he always hung out in and he's like too good for it now. Like he can't hang out in there anymore. He's got his pinstripe suit on. He's driving his Range Rover. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Jackie stuff's fine. Like it's a, it's a passable. I, I don't think it's really, I mean, it could have been taken out and been perfectly fine. One thing that's hard to like keep track of is all the grieving like family members that show up in like later seasons where it's like, Oh, this person's all messed up because so-and-so died. I'm like, who are they again? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's so many like um, widows and like kids or uncles, like so many yeah. people have different grudges about why is well, this person pissed? Oh, because so whatever. I, I really dig that aspect of the series. I like because it. I, yeah. Because a lot of the shows that, that show all these people getting killed, like you never see the, what happens to like their family and how their family gets pissed off or they they fall on hardship, like uh pussy's wife mm-hmm. running the body shop, that whole storyline. You never see that aspect of it. So yeah. the cool thing about for me, for the Sopranos is it it's, it's a mob movie, but it's like well more fleshed out where mob movie, like if you take Goodfellas, it's like the greatest hits of the story. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's all action. There's not a lot of right background stuff. Um, so that's what I think. Obviously, you get that with a series or a book. You get a lot more than you would get from a movie. But The Sopranos does does a good job of of balancing the mob side of stuff, and then also like all the family drama stuff going mm-hmm. on on the side that had really has nothing to do with with the mob. Whether it's you know every storyline told told with Carmela, whether she's buying trying to buy the house and he wants to like gamble the money away or whatever. Yeah. All, all, all those storylines are it just flushes out the story so much deeper you know what i mean and really it adds a lot to the characters yeah and they're more for theming too like they're not plot lines they're just yeah. like they're, they're they're just setting more context to things like the fact that you know early on i thought maybe you know carmel and tony's um marital issues was like going to be a finer point of a of an arc but it really isn't because at the end of the day their relationship does not change um right. at all in the series but i mean there are there's significant amount of time stressing like the ups and downs that they do go through yeah um, but does it pan out into anything substantial or meaningful no not at all um, no but it applies a lot of context um yeah, it does, and it adds the the family drama to yeah. to the to see that he's not just a mob dude; he's also like a a husband and a father. And uh, I do want to talk while we're on the point. I do want to talk about AJ and um, what the hell is his daughter's name? Meadow. Meadow. AJ and Meadow. So, for my money, these are like hands down the worst two characters on the show. I hmm. AJ is definitely the bottom of the list for me. Like the kid just, I'm sorry. And you can tell, cause he's not been in anything since the kid sucks at acting. Um, and he's just annoyed. His storylines are just fucking annoying. I don't know how, how else to put it. Do you agree? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I I like Meadow. Um, I I like Meadow in the same way I like Carmela because they they have the the female Italian like take on everything, and Meadow's always coming in with some like you know progressive takes on like whether she doesn't like the fact that the FBI can just take her father away, and it's because like he's Italian, and he's in the mob, like yeah, all those little things are always just kind of fun to me. Um, I I do like seeing who she dates too, because I always yeah. thought that was just low key interesting. Like, is she gonna end up dating like a mobster? She kind of does, yeah, um, or part of in the family, and that's just I think that's just cool to watch for like Carmela and Tony are at the end of the day parents, and it, right. it's kind of like a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> it really point. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I agree with you. I think Meadow. You know, now that I think about it, Meadow has really good storylines. Really through through the series. Yeah. Um, I love her storyline where she goes to college. That that whole that whole thing going on there. Um, I like the the boyfriend that Tony doesn't like that she mm-hmm. brings to the to the house. That that whole storyline. And then all the stuff at the end of the series, I think, was really well done. She she was yeah. she just felt more fleshed out than AJ. AJ was just kind of like, "What the fuck? This kid is like such a shit show, bro." Yeah, and and AJ was always just like kind of like background. Like I just knew like he was unimportant, and right. then like he starts to kind of like have hints of importance, and then they just like kind of really fizzle out and then all the way toward the end it was really just like at that point i accept them like it's just kind of cool to see how shitty um aj is yeah whether it's like he's just like a complete dumbass and though i think it, he represents like some people that are just like that you know i think he he represents the the grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth type of person you know what i mean that are just don't end up going anywhere yeah, and in as much as like he's just kind of like a pain in the ass um, of a character, the way they they wrapped up him as a character in the last episode, like they get him the job or yeah. whatever, and he then he's just like he's like, yep, no more SUV, but he's whipping like the Beamer, yeah, um, and yep. just driving like a douchebag, and <laughs> it's just like it's so superficial and like that, like you said, he just grew up with a silver spoon you do the slightest to um, inconvenience his life. It's all down the tube or you do the slightest thing to be like here, silver spoon again, everything's fine again. And I thought that was just, I don't know if it's ironic or just like, I was like, that's a fine wrap up to his shitty character. It's just like, okay, he isn't like just depressed forever. He's just, he just needs attention. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And you know he does have he does have some snippets of stories that that I enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed, even though it's a total throwaway story. His girlfriend that he has that's like super rich, and they go and it's oh, actually yeah. the Riddler. I don't know if you noticed the friend that's with them is who played the Riddler in the Batman, oh. um, whatever his name is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you, you, if you go back and watch it, it's plain as day. Um, it looks just like him too. It's like, it's like he's like maybe sixteen in the show, seventeen mm-hmm. years old. Um, but yeah, they go to, and she has like a super richy house. Yep. And then they like go to Tony and she's like, I thought the mob boss would have like a, a Michael Corleone style house. Like this is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty basic. <laughs> yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I, I, I like that. And then I really do like the, the kind of tail end of his depression story, um, you know, with the pool scene and all that. I felt like those were, that was like one of the most, 
I emotional heart wrenching moments for Tony in the series for me is that whole thing. You know, he's an idiot for failing to kill himself. Uh, yeah, with a, yeah. With a fairly ingenious way of going about it. And honestly, like his acting wasn't too terrible there. Like he seemed no. like a pathetic character that was about to try to kill himself. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I was pretty sold on it. Um, yeah. Especially coming off of like, that's just episodes not too long after Chris, Chris dies. Right. Um, I could have sworn. I was like, dude, Tony's just going to ignore the fact that his son's drowning out there or like, he's going to like kill him because yeah. I was like, he just did that to, to Christopher. Right. I'm like, and this is the moment I was like, are they going to like seal the deal on the fact that like Tony is a sociopath and like legitly just that selfish where he would kill his own son um, because it would improve his life and fix some problems. Yeah. No, they didn't take it there. Um, Yeah. Only as far as like you would kill Chris though in that capacity. Right. And I think that's, I mean, I, I think that's the general thought going into that scene because it is, like you said, right after what just happened with Chris. So you do think that, but then you see a totally different side of Tony and a, and a super emotional side of Tony that you, I don't know that you saw at all throughout the series. He's pretty cold hearted and emotionless through majority of it. Um, and that, that comes out in that scene. I don't know. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, heartbreaking to, to watch obviously but but yeah. the acting's freaking amazing um but yeah outside of that man aj is just like i just every time i watch yeah. it dude i'm like dude this kid is just so stupid man like they could have yeah. gave him a little bit a <laughs> little bit more you know what i mean because meadow even though like in early seasons meadows kind of the same way she's like that yeah. stuck up snobby teenager you know the the female that has to say argue about everything they they kind of flipped because when they at least in season one like she's like the the kind of snooty right like italian uh royalty if you will like and is more privy to what her dad does but also in part largely resents it especially when she goes to college and all that stuff whereas like aj more so admired it was also ignorant to it and just lived a pretty basic you know, teenager life, but somewhere in the middle of the series, Meadow starts to appreciate her status or even her, her family status. Right. And yeah, not use it to her advantage at all, but like, she's, she's very aware of her family and everything and how it impacts stuff. Whereas AJ then becomes like, to the point where like it, like he just cannot handle it. Like he just doesn't know how to process it, whether it's, blow money at the clubs using the fact that he is AJ, like Tony Soprano's son, just with just stupid stuff that he does. And to the point yeah. to where he drives himself into this depressive state where like he he's worried about, like, I also like the, the, the fact that like it's Iraq, it's close to nine 11, all that stuff is just really cool too. Yeah. Um, and it was really weird. There are multiple times where I was like, is basically today too. Like the things that like they would complain about. Yeah. Same complaints happen today. Yep. So like yep. I, part, partly, I don't know if it's just the way like writing works, but also it's like, I'm pretty sure nothing really changes for the past 2000 right. years. Like, no, people never complain does. about the same shit, worry about the same shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, they, I, though I did think it was funny though, when um completely off from where we're, where we're at, but 
when they talked about shipping containers might contain like the terrorists, right? Yeah. To get yeah. into the country. Yeah. I'm like, that has changed because clearly um, they can just walk in these days. That's the current like problem that everyone right. thinks we have. We're not right. worried about locking down the ports so much because they have to sneak in through shipping containers. Yeah. Yeah. That has changed for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the other, it, it is interesting. A lot of the stuff that you're saying there, because it, you're right now that I'm thinking about it, like it is all, it all applies to today. <laughs> um, to go, to go back to, to Meadow, the, the only storyline that I really kind of loved, even though it's maybe a single episode is her and Tony going to visit colleges yeah um so that's good. so good dude that whole storyline she she confronts him about being in the mob they end up finding like a dude that ratted on him down there that co- yep. tony ends up killing uh that 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 whole thing was was perfectly done but yeah i mean for the most part it it just adds those two characters just add the family drama you know what i mean yeah. which is needed and i enjoy the family drama it's just AJ just didn't feel like he progressed it at, at all really through the series. He's just as he's that dumb little fat dude that starts at the beginning of the series and he just gets a little bit skinnier and he's still really stupid. Has That's like how, a dirty goatee. And yeah. It's just like yeah. And gross. Yeah. Um, no offense to right. <laughs> the greasiness. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm super um, greasy. You can see it probably on my forehead. Um, um, but the episode <laughs> where, where they go up North, look at colleges absolutely fantastic episode and also the fact that like tony's putting in the work because that's still really early on to where like june's still involved too yeah. and necessarily the boss boss yet um but he's pretty close he's like the acting boss i think when that all goes down um but like the cat and mouse game that they had going on there um and then like when he does kill him, like goes to uh, like the, in the woods and stuff. That was all just so cool. Or, or like when he was sitting outside at the motel that, yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, great. And it, you know, there's not for, for my money, there's not a lot of, I'll be honest with you. I've rewatched this show probably six, seven times, probably throughout my life. And I've mm-hmm. maybe watched season one once maybe twice. Right. I usually just skip season one because there's not, it's there's not a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, and it's not stuff that you need to know going into a second watch. Like there's not a lot there where in the, yeah. the, the later episodes you pick up on a lot of stuff that you missed, just like game of Thrones, you pick up on a lot of stuff that you missed, but season one, I don't know. It's just not, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I literally didn't even, I, I had all the DVDs. I never even owned season. I never even bought season one. <laughs> so it's yeah, just like, I, that's right. I, I you know what I mean? So there's only a couple good episodes on there. And then really for, for my money, the, the series just starts at season two. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's where it starts. The, the ball starts to start, you know, starts rolling. Um, who can we talk about? I want to talk about uh, Furio. Who's one of my, oh. one of my favorite that, characters of the entire show. That's, that's a, that's kind of a dud there's some dud storylines in there. Like the whole thing with Carmela, that was just like more context to add tension. Right. Um, yeah. Ferio doesn't die. Right. He, he just goes back to Italy. Is that how that gets played out? So that's, that's how I took it. Yeah. He, he goes back cause it's his, 
I can't remember how he sells it. Like his dad's dying or something maybe, or his dad did die and he yeah. went back. Yeah. It's not so much that storyline. I, I, I don't know that I like that storyline with him and Carmela. Um, yeah. I, th- I feel that's a little weird. I'm talking really his early days on the show. Oh yeah. His He's early great. episodes. So great. And it's cool. One of my favorite episodes is when they go to, it- when they go to Italy, um, mm-hmm. just because, it shows kind of the differences between Italians and Italian Americans, which are very different. Yep. The same lineage, but very different. So even like little things like Paulie just wants like pasta with red sauce yeah. and they don't have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm sure that's probably played up a little bit. I'm sure they have it in Italy, but um, it's also very important for Chris's story. Cause I think it's the first time he tries heroin is in Italy. Yeah meets the dude he sees the track marks on his arm and and i think that's the first time that he gets high and then tony's storyline with like the female boss down there is 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 phenomenal so everything about that is great and it also shows to the the same differences with italians and italian americans same difference with the mob in italy versus the mob in america which are very different the mob in italy is through and through a terrorist organization like they'll blow shit up like they have no regard whatsoever uh italian american mob is obviously really different from that you know they try to limit the civilian casualties yeah Yeah. and and it's nice because it it tethers to like when they call in the cousins to come like do hits yeah Um, yeah that's always fun but like that's also the thing is like that's because they're straight up like terrorists um they will just straight up come over on a plane ride, murder yep. a couple of people and fly back. Yep. That's exactly it. And it, and it shows in that scene too, where they're in Italy and they're with the, the, the old man boss who's yeah. in the like wheelchair and kids are like lighting off firecrackers and Furio like tackles the, the boss to protect him. And then they beat the kid up. And Tony's like, it, that's just a kid. Like, he's just playing with fireworks. Like, what are you guys doing? That that shows the differences between this kind of divide between the American mob and the, the actual Italian mob. Yeah. So that episode is just so good. And it, it's kind of reminiscent of, for me, what for whatever reason, Godfather 2, where yeah. they're, they're in Italy, you know? So um, that's probably a top five episode for me. Outside of, like, the big pop-off episodes where a lot of shit's happening like the chill episodes that's that's one of my favorites through and through but furio is just so badass when they bring him over man the first thing that tony has him do is like beat up that massage parlor lady and he just goes in there and fucking wrecks house dude it's so cool he's speaking italian the whole time which i think is awesome um it just shows that he's a badass and i wish they would have carried that that furio through the entire show and not made him the you know not sure why they did that romantic interest of carmella or whatever yeah maybe maybe he was like i can't come on for the next season i'm done so write my character out maybe yeah Um, that's what it seems like yeah they just turned him into like eye candy for the wives and then yeah yeah (laughs) yep He yeah, it was like the hunk. It's bizarre. It's bizarre the way his story ends because it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. end. It just fizzles out. And he's really a main character through a lot of a lot of the show once he comes over from Italy. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never 
even rewatching it seventh, I still don't like it. I, I don't like the way mm-hmm. that it pans out. I wish they would have at least killed him or had him try to do something to Tony or something. I wish something would have happened there versus he just got on a plane and he's mysteriously gone for the yeah. rest of the show, you know? Yeah. When, it, when, the, when the, when the whole crew and like him are outside, like uh, the meat, the meat, um, the, what is, what is, what, is, what, is, what, is, what do you call this? Uh, sat, sat, oh, sat, No, uh, it's Satriales, I think. Yeah. Um, when they're all just hanging out outside and like, he's there yeah. and I forget what, I forget. It wasn't like a car accident or something, but like that, that whole scene was great. Um, and that was to me just, I just love that scene when it's just as simple as like, they're just sitting out there. And yeah, and which yeah, in, in the so last good. episode, it's just Polly sitting out there. Yeah, uh, well, after Tony walks away, uh, yeah. which is really sad. Yeah, everything. Uh, I love those snippets because there's a lot of good dialogue that goes oh, on in yeah. those snippets, but there's also a lot of funny shit like Polly tanning with the the freaking metal thing that he, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just that <laughs> everything outside of the pork store is, is phenomenal, and everything really inside the pork store, yeah, is really pork good store, yeah. too. Yeah, it's uh. Um, the dude that they kill from New York, Paulie and oh yeah, uh, that was I great. can't remember that the other dude's name too. Did that scene? I love it because Paulie or uh Sills on his jumps on his back while the other yeah. dude stab. It's just so, <laughs> and then they fly back into the bowl of meatballs that go all flying. I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> what what was? Oh, wasn't that around the time? Well. There was the whole festival thing that like they were all up in arms about about Columbus 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 Day. Day. Yeah. I thought that was funny um, yeah. because that's really kind of like gone. That's continued on to this day, like that whole. Yeah, it's nonsense. funny because like uh, you know I watched that and I, I grew up in an Italian American family and I don't remember us ever being like I don't remember us like celebrating Columbus Day as a Italian American holiday. Like they act in the like, show. Maybe that is a thing. Maybe that's like a New York Italian I think thing. That's I more don't of know. an East Coast thing because like that's where you know that's just like original thirteen colonies. Not that Columbus had anything to do with that, yeah. but more of like when they came over. You know, they kind of see him as like the first Italian to technically come to America. Um, so yeah. when they all came over into New York. Maybe that's why, um, because he's the most right. notable Italian to have been to uh, America before them. Um, yeah, but, but that storyline is is great. I, I agree with you. That episode, Columbus, I think is the name of the episode. is is really is really good. I think. But what uh, what was what was he busting their balls about? Was it Vito? Why they ended up? It was Vito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Vito, obviously, we find out that Vito's gay, and that that causes a, a, a huge uh, wedge in the family and he goes on the run. And that that's what I can't remember. Dom, I think is that big Dom. They call him. That's what he's yeah. like busting their ball, like busting their balls about, uh, about, you know, but yeah, that just the, the whole scene, especially the landing on the freaking bowl of meatballs. I was like, this yeah. is just so, <laughs> this is like the most Italian mob hit I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, everything. Yeah, the, everything around the pork store is great. Everything around Bada Bing is also phenomenal. I think like every scene in that in that strip club is just so so great. Whether it's the the poor freaking dude that works there 
the like bartender guy that Tony just beats the shit out of like on multiple <laughs> occasions. Um, yeah. and it's one time. yeah, yeah. Every, everything around that in, especially in the back room of, of the strip club, like all, everything that happens back there is, is awesome. Awesome context for everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, who, where do you want to go next? Character wise? Um, well, we touched on Furio. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to say about Furio. You know what I mean? He's just a badass Italian, and he, he fizzles out rather quickly. You know? Yeah. So like like still like I'll, you know ultimately he gets shot and he's just kind of like in a coma for better or worse in the last episode. Um, yeah. You know, but then we have Polly, right? And Polly was like one of my favorites in the earlier seasons, but then like I think around the whole like nursing home thing, like he shifted to be like more annoying for me, especially when he became yeah. more of just like a constant when he and also when he started talking with um Johnny Sack kind of yes. behind Tony's back and that whole yeah. like he kind of shifted in favor and then he kind of became like the the old head annoying you know Tony said it best like remember when is like the lowest form of uh of talk or whatever dialogue yeah. um yeah conversation yeah he uh I I love Paulie uh, through through all the series, but he does get very annoying towards towards the tail end of it, where he's just like the and I don't even know what his play is because he doesn't seem like he wants like Tony's position or anything. Like I think he might even comment that he doesn't want. Tony's I mean, he declines on, the the. I mean, for good reason. He declines the construction job in the last episode to Tony offering him. Well, everyone that has taken it has died. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, he, he's kind of like a bridge generation between Tony's dad and Tony. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he always just is acting suspicious. Um, yeah, he always just has that look in his eye. And like, even in the last episode, I was like, you know, he was being suspicious. Not that that means anything though. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I th- there there are a lot of high points I think for for Polly. Oh yeah, Pine Pine Barrens is is Barons. top three episode, dude. Like that whole episode is so good, um, and I think that's widely regarded as like one of the best episodes of of, of the series. And the whole premise is them going to either collect money from like a Russian dude, yeah, and then they end up killing, They're, like getting in a fight with it, him and, and seemingly killing him. It was Sill's collection, and for whatever reason, Sill didn't do it, uh, and Tony made them right. do it. Um, and they were already right. pissed. Polly was already pissed about it, um, and they just ended up murdering him. But that's the other thing, though. They didn't murder him. That's the thing. That's an open thread that never resolved. He's just gone. That right. dude just yeah. ran away. Never to yep. be seen again. Um, worked yeah. out for them, I guess. So he ends up like they're they're they go up to the Pine Barrens, which is like the heavily wooded area in in Jersey to dump the body, and he ends up like waking up, and they they try to chase him through the Pine Barrens and gets trapped out there, stranded and lost. Um, but that, I mean, I, I I think the strong one of the strongest storylines in the entire series is is Chris and Polly, and they're butting heads over and over. Um, and then it, it, it's even better in Pine Barrens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just so, so that, that episode is just, there's nothing fancy about the episode. Like it's a very simple setup, but it's just executed so well. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good but, one. But I, I I will agree with you. Like, Paul, like <laughs> I, I do find Pauly just funny in, in every scene. Oh, yeah. So even in the scenes that he's annoying, I still think he's funny. Yeah, his, that and the, uh, you know, he's like a huge germaphobe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's multiple comments there about how bad of a germaphobe he is. Uh, the nursing home stuff, yeah. I mean, like that the all the stuff around his mom is like it, it, it's whatever. I do think it's funny that how he like tries to steal the m- money from his mom's like best friend or the the yeah. lady that wants his mom wants to be friends with or whatever, um, and ends up killing her. I think right. I think he like yeah he like smothers her with a pillow because she catches yeah. him trying to steal the money from under the mattress. <laughs> but it's just such a bizarre thing for him to be doing because he's like a relatively high ranking member in a successful mob family. And he's still stealing money from a nursing home mattress, you know? Well, that was during like some financial hardships um, that, that season where everyone, like they were kind of saying like everyone was struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Like economy just was not doing good and like inflation or whatever. Um, And that, and that was something he did and he brought that money and he was like, you know, easy score or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get some money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will always uh, love Pauly. Uh, oh yeah. And I love that actor and everything that he's in. He's in, he's in Goodfellas. He's in Gotti, the Gotti movie. I want you to watch um, the new one. So yeah, he's, a, he's a, no, not the new one. Not, no, don't, don't bother with the new one. <laughs> What what just go on a little side tangent here for for a second? Gotti, the original Gotti HBO movie, is one of my favorite mob movies of all time, and is widely regarded by ex mob members as the most realistic mob movie to ever be made. Um, that being said, the new one, which I was amped for, amped to the point where I went and saw it in the theater, uh, is horrendous, and it is sucks it the, because. Gotti? Or what, say it again? Some, is that on Netflix? The Get Gotti, or am I thinking of something different? No, no, that's a, that that was like another made-for-TV uh, thing that I think actually has uh, Melfi's actor in it, Doctor Melfi's mm-hmm. actor in it. I have not watched that one. This one's called, I think it might just be called Gotti. Might have like a, might have something behind it. But the thing that sucks about it is John Travolta plays John Gotti. And plays him beautifully. Like w- some of the best. I mean it's almost like it's him on the screen. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the movie is there's just no plot. Like it's just. It, they're just hitting the the John Gotti story snippets. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no through plot. So it sucks because I think that John Travolta plays a better. Maybe a better Gotti than the original it's actor not- in the HBO one. It sounds kind of like but kind of like the hollow like music biopics they like, like very, Queen yeah. right like good movie like yeah, but it's worse yeah it's worse yeah I'll see yeah. like Freddie Mercury's like nailed perfectly acting wise and like yeah. the shows yeah. are awesome but like story wise <laughs> not a lot going on yeah yeah, yeah. it's just all it's, there for it's show. bizarre when you watch it when you watch it it's weird it's almost like the best way to describe it is like a if they made a gaudy web series and then put it all together in a movie, that's what it would be like. It's just snippets of his most popular, like stories that everybody knows about John Gotti that follows the mob and Travolta nails Gotti. 
he nails Gotti young. He nails Gotti when he's older. He nails sick Gotti in prison. He nails everything. If there's just not, there's nothing around. It's like that. It's got yeah. the mass effect Andromeda vibe where everything's pretty <laughs> and everything looks great. The gameplay is yeah, yeah. awesome, but there's just no soul there. There's no soul behind it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, go, go watch the original one, not the new one. Um, and I think especially after watching the Sopranos, I think you'll, you'll really enjoy the, the HBO movie. Yeah. Um, I want to talk since we're talking about John Gotti, we, we might as well talk about Johnny sack. Um, yep. Or, or do we want to talk about Polly more? Do you have any? No, let's, let's talk a little bit. No, Polly's fine. Polly's just like, he's just there. Like he's just Polly. Yeah. Um, and that's all there is to him. Cause that's how the show ends. Like it's just Polly. He's still sitting outside the the pork pork shop, just, um, tanning. Um, but yeah, Johnny sack. Um, and, and then obviously his successor, that cocksucker, Phil, um, like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like let's talk about yeah. those two assholes yeah so i i, I actually johnny I, johnny sack is is a top five character for me yeah, i love every every scene that he's in is phenomenal even little scenes like his wife and the smoking and the weight loss stuff like yeah. everything there everything is so good with johnny sack and i think johnny sack is heavily influenced by john Gotti. i mean he dies in the same way john Gotti dies he he looks like john Gotti. i think it was the heavy influence there but that it starts to kind of spin the story going a little faster when he comes in because now the new york family because it was really the jersey thing and we heard about the new york family right but they weren't as big of a part until johnny sack kind of came onto the scene and um yeah, his everything. One of my favorite scenes in the whole show is is Tony and Johnny Sack at Johnny Sack's house when the FBI come and Tony <laughs> and they like it's so it's so well done where Tony just like looks over his shoulder, looks at him, turns around and runs, <laughs> yep. and then Johnny like tries to run and slips on the the snow and stuff. Like every everything about that storyline, even on a seventh rewatch, like I just love every bit of it. And it's yeah. really capped by his time in prison when he's dying. Um, all that stuff is so good. The the doctor that's in there, the ex doctor that like murdered his wife yeah. and is like trying to take care of him and give him advice and stuff. Um, yeah, what, yeah. How do you feel about Johnny Sack? I like Johnny Sack. Um, you know, he he's obviously difficult to deal with at times especially for Tony yeah. um because right. he's also another one where like he doesn't know what he wants or like he's really easily swayed by like some really stupid petty stuff um yes and yeah. like old carmine like knew that too and the whole carmine fallout situation um he you know he you know he does let it go to his head and just kind of is a prick about things but then he has some good points later on when i forget who was, you know, that guy that would come and talk to him. I think it was like his brother-in-law or whatever. Um, yeah. Would say something about the way he's perceived when he became boss. Um, he's like, yeah, but have any of them try to like be that um, and right. see like how you take it. So like, you know, yep. not unjustified, but like he, he, he was just a difficult character at times. Um, just very uncompromising, but that also, evolves into phil's whole ordeal about right no compromise right in the the balance yeah. between 
constant compromises and back and forth with the other families and you know, I, yeah. I forget what they call them, like pygmies in, in Jersey. Pygmies in Jersey, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it, it, it's cool the way they play that because Johnny and Tony, even though they maybe work difficult with each other, they're, they have each other's back, it seems like. Like Tony yeah. feels safe, but when Phil comes in, we know that that's, that's erased. You know what I mean? Phil's got some some deep-seated resentment for tony for obvious reasons uh and and tony builds on it even after phil comes in right so yeah um but johnny uh i don't know johnny just like in my mind if i picture a new york mobster like a mob boss in new york that's who i picture like that's who i'm thinking of is is johnny trench coat like the you know trench coat smoking cigarettes driving him yeah yep yep and uh, there's a lot of really good dialogue between him and Tony. Some of the best dialogue scenes in the in the series are between him. And um, yeah, I just think that 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 whole storyline is just so well capped, especially with the, the the whole prison thing. Like that's even though it's like kind of a background story, I just really enjoy every every time oh, I yeah. rewatch the series. I enjoy that his kind of tail end of his story. Um sub theme of like the, his wife's weight loss and then coming full circle to like him not quitting smoking and then he just wants to smoke yep and getting himself right. to death yeah yep and um you know you're right about him being pe- petty for sure because there's the whole storyline where he wants to kill ralphie over the the joke that he tells yeah, yeah. Uh, about about his wife and i can't remember it was like a his wife had a 90 pound mole removed from her ass like implying yeah. that she was so but big Ralphie that she would could go have a and talk pound. to him. Yeah. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Like they were, yeah. they were close or at least that, no, that's what that was. Ralphie would go to Johnny sack and try to like have a foot in the door with New York. But it turned out yep. Johnny sack never actually mentioned Ralphie to anyone. Um, never. He was yep. really like just another way for Johnny. Johnny sack had a general interest in the Jersey mob too. Cause he lived right. in Jersey. Um, was friends with Tony and just was the like pulse. Like he was who kept up with Jersey for New York. Um, right. Yeah. So he, there's always an interesting yeah. dynamic there. Yeah. And the, the other thing about that whole storyline is that, it, that it also shows that, that Paulie's kind of the, a little bit of a rat. Cause he's the one that actually tells, yeah. uh, tells Sack. Johnny sack about the joke. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's played up very dramatically. You know what I mean for such a petty thing. I thought like he, he literally wants to Tony kill him. Was I mean, kill. he sits down. Yeah, I thought Tony was going to kill Polly, but he didn't. I thought he was, dude. When they're on the boat, when they're on yeah. the boat, man, I thought for sure because he was like annoying the shit out of Tony. Like everything that he was doing was annoying Tony. I was like, this is for sure where where Polly's going to die, and it doesn't doesn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shows, and it's funny because the, the, the whole thing is kind of weird because I think at the time of that joke in the show, isn't Paulie in prison? So somebody else tells Paulie about the joke. Cause he's not even there during, during the joke. I think it's his, does Paulie have a son? No, Paulie, Paulie, has no Paulie kids. Jr. Or something. 
I didn't think he had a who kid. Who came and they, visited they, Polly in the in the can? Someone would come somebody, visit him. Yeah. Or at least he would have phone calls with people and he was pissed that, that, you know, Tony never came around and he always had petty issues with Tony too. Like Tony never right. came to his house. That's why he never saw the picture of him dressed up like Napoleon. Um yeah. that he had yeah. done, all that little stuff. Um yeah. yeah, and that's that's where I had issues with Polly's character. It's just like in the middle of the series, like they were starting to build up this this ulterior ulterior motive by Polly, which never really went anywhere. Um, right. That we'll never know if it went anywhere. For all we know, he called the hit. You know. The, yeah. Yeah. The hit all the way at the end. You know, if that's what you right. want to call it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It just he he goes through like spurts of trying to undermine Tony or trying to get a foot. It, it, same with Ralphie, where he's trying to get a foot in with New York and stay on Johnny, Johnny Sack's good side. And I think that was the play. Is he's like, I'm yeah. going to tell him this joke, and then I'll I'll be in his good graces because I'm the one that told him about it. But yeah, it's just like I, I, I. So the same with like you were talking about, like your friend, like in the fire department, we do the same show. We bust each other's balls all the time. I would never like want to kill somebody over something they said about, you know what I mean? You obviously I'm not a monster. Go, yeah. And you also have to still go, you know, firefight with them. Uh, right. When, when the bell rings, it's like right. you know, that offensive joke that kind of pissed you off like five minutes ago. Like it's not going to matter. Um, so I get, I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I, I get that he, he really cares about his wife and he's very loving towards his wife, Johnny Sack, um, which is cool to see because there's not a lot of that in the series. There's not a lot of loving relationships in the series anywhere, really. So it's cool to see them where they're like, you know, doing it right. So I get why he got upset over the joke, but he took it a little overboard. I think it was very petty about it. Like, I don't think somebody needs to get murdered over a joke that was told at, at dinner that everybody laughed at. You know what I mean? Like that's not right. a that's not a thing. And it, and I think even uh, uh, who's the old man boss for New York? You said his name earlier. Carmine. 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 Um, even Carmine's like, what? Like, no. Like, no. You can't kill somebody over a joke. <laughs> and he's just. I love Carmine. He's he's such a he's a relatively minor character, but he's like at yeah. that senile age where he just there's not a lot going on up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so he doesn't even comprehend like what Carmine's asking him to do, but I don't want to talk about Carmine. Cause I mean, do you want to talk about Carmine? I don't know that no. there's, there's a lot. I do want to talk about little Carmine because um, that's another top tier minor character for me. Uh, yeah. Especially. There's just something cool about him. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He, he's just very. He's got. He, uh, if, if you know, he's got a Tony Montana thing. If you know, yeah, he wasn't yeah, yeah. A, a, a sociopath. He's kind of like a the domesticated uh, Tony Montana. He's like the, how I yeah. perceive him. So it, there's always like a, and even if you go like watch doc, mob documentaries, there's always like the street guys that came up in the streets and then there's always like yeah. the business guys and he's like a business side yep. of the mob. Um, and I, and I like, I like his storyline. I think he causes a lot of trouble unintentionally between New York and, and Jersey 
while trying to smooth things over between them in multiple occasions. But there's just, I don't know. There's just, he just carries himself well. I don't know why I like the character so much because I don't even know if there's really that much there. Like he's not he's that a much rip. there. I mean, but for a little bit there, like when uh, Senior Carmine died, like you had the some of the underbosses trying to like, you know, put him up as you know, yeah, be the new boss, um, all that kind of stuff. But that all kind of, yeah, you know, he just didn't want to, which is fair. Like he, right. he, he, you know, he made he made pornos um, and wanted to get yeah. make bigger movies like Cleaver. Yep. Like that's that whole sub theme and that ties back to Chris. So yeah, that's that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Um, another great freaking storyline is is chris making this movie and it's really if you go back and watch the show like it starts really early that he's working on a script for a movie it's like maybe season one or two he's he's working on a script um and then it pans out eventually into this this movie cleaver and that everything around it like like trying to find the actors they go to that like hotel seminar thing that's (laughs) also cool and he sees like how just like lavish the movie Hollywood lifestyle is at that hotel where they're like giving away like who's the who's the actor that's there's a big name actor that he, he's um, in Iron Man you know he's he's the yes man, yeah he's the Mandarin in the, Iron Man Mandarin um, yeah that guy stuff yeah he's got it's like Sir or something yeah um, anyway he's in there and they're trying to I think get him to play the mob boss in the movie and um it's just cool. He's like going around the room and they're like giving away like phones and iPads and all kinds. He's like, yeah, I throw three of them in my car. And, and Chris is just like blown away by the, the lifestyle. Cause he sees it as a, a money-making Avenue. Cause like they can just lift all this stuff from, and they, and they steal yeah. like gift basket from yeah. <laughs> yes. that lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, and that, that, and that residually that came back shortly sometime after like, the cleaver premiered and everything is like chris came back from uh la and like brought random swag or like stuff that he lifted from one of those events and it was just a passing comment but i thought it was cool because like that was a whole whole eye-opening thing for chris like a a whole season ago or whatever so always those little things that they reference forward yeah yeah, but I, I, I do want to talk about Cleaver because the movie that they made, I wish I want so bad. I wish they would have like made the movie so we could like, you know, sold it for like three bucks. You can you can watch the Cleaver, the 45 minute Cleaver movie that Chris made. Um, but it's like a. It's like a slasher movie, I guess, essentially. And the the, the premise yeah. of it is um, a dude gets a dude gets killed by the mob and then he comes back as like a spirit with a cleaver uh, attached to his hand to to seek his revenge. But the funny thing about it is there's like the Baldwin character in the movie is like Tony to a T like they're down and they're down in the basement talking with the robe on everything about it. And he even throws in like snippets of Adriana and Tony's relationship in the movie or that whole thing where, Chris thought that well, that was like a main plot point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it was like what everyone thought happened between Tony and Adriana. Right. That was it. Was like what Chris is what it's what Tony thinks Chris thinks about what happened. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's it, it's funny because the that that whole storyline with Adriana 
because we we see it pan out. We see exactly what happens with with him and Adriana. But then we see like the telephone game throughout the mob of of all the like how the story changes of what what actually we just watched happen and then what everybody else thinks that was going on during the during yeah. the entire situation. And let's be honest, they were towing it, they definitely were towing oh, the line yeah. of 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 what Chris oh, yeah. thought they did. Uh but yeah, it's just funny, like just the comments were like the I think Chris says like the the doctor said that you were moaning his name when you were in the when you, when he was working on you and all kinds of stuff. So that and that's that the and field like, thing where go ahead. That and the fact that like she got really banged up from the accident because like she didn't have her seatbelt on because she was like you know going yeah down yeah or whatever like yeah that was the rumor how it started and like that's the logic that's going through people's heads um right and then yeah it just all ran away yeah and he that that's one of the moments where chris is just totally off his rocker through those couple episodes uh after that and that oh, that yeah. results in the the field thing that i was talking where tony had a gun to his head out in the, yeah. in the middle of the field because i think t- what Chris like goes crazy and like shoots up Tony's car or something. Um, shoots up his car. Cause he went into the bang looking for him and like flipped out in the bang, like on the floor. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. all kind of like, they were on the second floor and they all kind of ushered him out or whatever. And then, yeah, he like shot up his car or whatever. And that was like, you know, attempted, you know, attempt, uh, forget what the actual charge would have been, but, um, there's intent there. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that, and that's one of the moments, like I said, where I thought Tony had him dead to rights. You know what I mean? He had him dead to rights to kill him there. Um, and didn't, and didn't end up doing it. Cause that actually made but, people upset. Cause everyone was more on board. Basically it, everyone was mostly in favor of just killing him. Cause that was just kind of the order of operations at that point. Right. But it was kind of like Tony pulling back his credibility by letting, chris go because yeah. of all people like he had the intent to murder you tony and you're just gonna right. let that slide and it shows the the kind of father-son thing they got going on you know what i mean where it's yeah. it's it's much easier to kill ralphie it's not as easy for tony to kill christopher and that pisses um, off Polly because Polly's constantly like oh your your pet um <laughs> yeah yep so, uh, yeah, little Carmine. I think that's basically really the the crux of it. I don't know why I find him just so so cool. Like I said, like Johnny Sack is like the in my mind like the street mob dude that came up and is now really high ranking. And then little Carmine's like the business mob dude that came up doing the business stuff, not necessarily killing people. Yeah. Uh, Phil, let's talk about before, Phil because we're. Before- before we talk about Phil, we have to talk about okay. Tony's cousin, Tony. Yes. Yeah. It's all mixed. Yeah. We all got to mix it in together. Um, so Tony, to start this, what, what season do you have a least favorite season? Um, not counting one, you know, cause one just is what it is. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I struggled with five a little bit, maybe. Yep. Um, the same way. I, I think that's uh, yeah, it five for sure. Yeah, I, I I'm the same way. I don't know what it is about five uh, that just because there is some cool stuff in five. Oh, 
Yeah, um, there is. And there's some really good episodes in five as well. Like even, I mean, there's multiple times where I'm like, I, when I get to five, I'm rewatching. I'm like, I don't want to fucking watch. I, I really don't want to watch five. Cause I remember not liking it. But then while I'm watching it, I'm like, Oh, there's actually some really good episodes uh, yeah. in five and the whole Tony B story. I like it. I like it in the aspect of it's cool because it's set up as there are multiple guys that are now coming out of prison that went to prison for a long time. They were in prison for a long time. They did their time and now they're coming out. Some of them high ranking mob members. Mm -hmm. So you have Tony B's coming out. You have who's the old dude. Phil's coming out. Yes, but there's another, um, the, that the dude they that, sent back to prison. Is it the one that beat up the landscaper on like yes, Holly's yeah. block? That, that whole guy. situation. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say Feach, Feach, Feach Lamana or something right. like that. Um, yeah. I like that. I think that's a cool thing to put in there because it's not mm-hmm. something you really think about that some of these high ranking mob people go to prison, but maybe didn't do life in prison. Now they're coming out. And it's and cool to see that like they had turf, they had turf and they had things that they did. And all of a sudden it's yeah. all different. It's all gone. Different. Yeah. Yeah. It's all different. It's gone. And it's cool to see the, the kind of parallels between Phil coming out and he's, he's coming out with like a vendetta almost, you know what I mean? Where he constantly says like, I, I ate grilled cheeses off the radiator at prison and you know, whatever he said. Um, you know, all the different comments he says about prison. And then you have who, so he comes out wanting back what he had when he, when he went away. And then you have Tony B who comes out, not even wanting to really be part of the mob anymore. He wants to go like be a massage therapist or whatever the hell he's trying to do. And he's got like two kids now. And that whole storyline's weird. Like the kids that like they had the kids in prison, they like smuggled the <laughs> smuggled it out. So his wife, oh, can get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I like I don't know what it is about Tony B that just annoys me because I love that actor. I absolutely yeah. love that actor. Um, and I don't know what it is about him, but his storyline just bores the shit out of me. Because uh, he kind of has an AJ complex going on to where like, yeah, he's just yeah. so diverted from like the main point of the show and right he also gets on tony's nerves because of that exact reason like because he doesn't want anything to do with the mob um but you know yeah he doesn't get good until like halfway through all that where he like starts to do hits again um and like his massage thing doesn't work out because that chinese man like screwed him over or whatever did he kill him or just beat the shit out of him or something like that beat the shit out yeah um yeah, and that was whole like doing business outside the family. Like that was Tony's point. Like it just you know got screwed over there. Um, yeah, but but you know, but yeah, the the whole point. I think the biggest takeaway from Tony B is um, you know we get to know a little bit more about Tony because that's like an exposed history that Tony right. and, and it's a cool dynamic too where when he went away, him and Tony were peers, and now he comes out right. and Tony is the boss. You can't just bust his balls, which, you know, how Tony, maybe there's better ways for Tony to handle that because Tony does get a little pouty about that kind of stuff. But it's yeah, like at does. the same time, yeah. Tony B can't just bust the boss's balls like that. Right. Um, but I get why he wants to, why he thinks he can, because it is just his cousin Tony. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and 
the other thing is, is Tony B, even though he's only in one season and he's got kind of a throwaway story, he kind of gets the ball rolling for the end of the series. And it is a big, a, a big fighting point for Phil towards the end because Tony ends up killing like Phil's brother. Is it, I think it's Phil's brother um, kills him and his girlfriend in the car yeah. and the car runs over his toe. Yep. So that's always through the rest of the series is one of the things. That's the first threat Phil of brings like, war. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first threat of war. And like, that's where Johnny sack tries to broker it down. Phil's on a war path. It's kind of like shifted now because before Johnny sack was on a war path um, to kill right. Ralphie. Uh, but now yeah. it's shifted over, you know, where they're trying to smooth things over, but Phil's having none of it. And Phil never lets that go. Ever. Never. Yeah. And, and, and it's you so... basically have. You're good. Go. go ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. I was going to say, I mean, neither character, Tony or Phil, let anything go. But in comparison to Phil, Tony lets things go for the sake of like just getting over them. Does Tony ever right. truly get over anything? No, but he at least pretend to to like get the better rate on, smooth things over. Know, yeah. Yeah. To yeah. keep the business running where Phil just constantly is moving toward the point of just like, I just don't give a fuck about any of that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a progressive, you know, there are multiple things that, that happen there, but Tony B killing his brother is obviously the first thing. And then Phil's Phil wants to kill Tony B. I mean, that's the, it, and I think it's already like, it's, that's the point he wanted to do it. So it, yep. it was weird that Tony like took it upon himself to do it. Well, like, you think if, it, if, if Tony B is going to die, why would you do it in that way? When you know, it's going to cause issues with New York. Why wouldn't you just I, hand, I would just hand them over. If he, if he's going to die one way or the other, you might as well smooth over the people that are going to be here at the end of it all. Yeah. How that, cause he wasn't a made man. Was he made? Um, yeah. Tony se? B. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think, think yeah, I think part of it is like you can't one just kill a made man, um, right? Quite like that. So like that was yeah. part of Jan Johnny Sachs thing, and the fact that it's Tony's family slash crew, like that's Tony's responsibility to deal with that. So Johnny Sack, I think at some point basically said that like it would be overstepping for Phil to to expect he gets to kill someone in a different family, different. Right. Like, like, yeah, what happened is not correct. Um, he carried out that hit. But Tony has to deal with it. Um, yeah. So I think to keep Johnny Sack happy, right, and, like, to stick to that line of thing, but also not, like, I think that was also baked in with the whole idea of, like, Tony is the boss, can't just hand his guys over to a different family group to get right. murdered because then who else is he going to do that to um, for the yeah. sake of keeping Johnny sack happy. So I think the only way he saw out of that was the right thing to do is to kill him, but he has to do it. But Phil has no, he does not budge. Uh, still right. Insisted to the end that he was the one. So he was still pissed when yeah. he went and found Tony B dead, um, which was also a good scene too. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Really good. And I think, you know, so that gets the ball rolling. And then the entire veto thing is is another big part of Phil's vendetta toward, yeah. for whatever reason it, for Phil's vendetta towards Jersey, because I think it's 
is Vito like married? Vito's to married to Phil's his sister. Sister? Yeah. Um. So that uh, obviously we find out Phil's gay, and I think it's hilarious. The, or not the Phil. I'm sorry. We find out Vito is gay, and I think it's hilarious the way that they find it out, where he's like yeah. in the club dressed up, and they <laughs> he's the mob guys come in to get collections, and they they see him they're like Vito. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. But I do like. Uh, it's funny because Vito was like. I don't know if you noticed this, but the it might be season one, season two. Chris goes into like a bakery and the guy's giving him a hard time. And then he like moves yeah. everybody out of the bakery, locks the door and then yep. shoots him in the foot. Um, Vito is Vito is in there. He's one of the characters. He's the character that comes in that oh. causes the whole stir. It's not Vito. It's just that actor playing a different character in the role. So oh. they must have liked him. Yeah, it's really trippy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he comes in and he's like, basically skips Chris in line. And that's what starts the whole the whole ordeal. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, this Vito's storyline is another one that I that I really enjoy for whatever reason. I don't. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Um Especially, I, I really enjoy the stuff when he goes on the run and he's mm-hmm. where I don't even know if they say where he's at. Um, but Maine, he's like, he's yeah, Maine. yeah, Maine, maybe. Um, and he meets the like the the fireman that makes him like the pancakes or hotcakes or whatever. That's why you like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is fire. fireman stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that that whole storyline and then for whatever reason that just sets it feels like very old school uh, italian american like if you're gay you need to die i guess is the is his his line at least of at least at least no gays in uh the in in what would they call it in your camp or what do they call in your Crew. house in your house something <laughs> like that like keeping whatever in order and like that just is unacceptable to um, and I forget what the Italian term is that they, they use um, to reference like uh, a gay person. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot there's of, there's a lot of Italian terms that they throw. There's around a lot of it. Italian racial terms. There's a lot of Italian. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the, so it just seemed like for me, like Phil just made, like I get, I get Phil's stand on everything, especially towards the end. He's just like that follows the rule mob dude, like went to prison, didn't rat on anybody, did his time, came out, wants everything to be by the book, by the rules. And it's a different time. I mean, he's been away for what? 20 something years. It's a different years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different America. It's a different mob. So he struggles with that aspect of it for sure. Or he, he left at probably the height of the mob. Right. Yep. Um, and then comes back where they're kind of probably on their, their, the tail end of their power. And, and Tony makes a, a great point. Like his defense for Vito is like, he's the top earner. Like yeah. he does, he knows that construction stuff ridiculously well. And like, he just rakes in the dough. He's like, is that not why we're here? Um, yeah. And like that's his whole defense of the situation because Tony kind of progressive as he is because he is the mob boss getting uh, therapy. Right. He is somewhat progressive in a lot of ways. Right. Um, to where he's like, who cares if he's gay? He's like, he makes me a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
which is a very fair argument. And this, that's another problem is that like Tony is a constant, constant duality between like, he is morally right. He is morally wrong. Like he's just constantly in this, this muddy area. It's not even gray. It's a mud area. Yeah. He's just stepping in both sides of morality constantly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But again, the, I, I know I keep saying this, but like Phil also is like the mob guy I have in my head as well. Yeah. Like the hothead mob dude. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I like, kinda, I like a lot of, got a, he's got a, dang it. You know, he's the third wheel to the De Niro. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. What is And he's, <laughs> he, uh, Pesci. 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 Yeah. He's kind of like, yeah. he's got a Pesci vibe to him. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think his acting through the whole series uh, is, yep. is phenomenal and on point, especially those final two seasons. It's, it's just so good. Um, all right. It's good. We're, dialogue we're obviously, too, especially when he gets on a yeah. tangent where he's kind of like, this is why I am the way I am. And this is yeah. why I think things should be this way. He has great dialogue and really good points as well in the, in a lot of those capacities. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. There, there's like a little tangent he goes at on at the bar, and maybe in the final season where he's kind of, yeah, explaining why he's done letting people step all over him and his family. Um, that 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 was the point where he was like radiator, you know, rubbed yep. one out. You know, yeah, he's like yep. lots of compromise. He's like, I am done compromise, especially to these pygmies in like Jersey or whatever. Right. Um, Right. And it is a weird when you look at it, even in in real life, it's it's bizarre because obviously the Soprano family is based off of an actual Jersey family. And I think I said this on the podcast before. They were actually recorded by the FBI, the real family, talking about the Sopranos, saying, like, is that supposed to be us? Like, I think that's supposed to be us. But it is a weird thing because you do have the five the five main families in, in New York which make up the the whole of the the mob on, in New York and then you do have this little pygmy family over in in Jersey that's separate from those yeah. five families. So it is weird that whole the whole concept. And I think it's also really cool that they decided to do that on the show cuz they could have done the New York mob for the Sopranos. But I like the way they played the smaller I think that's that's key because uh New York, there's a lot of rules you'd have to go by to do that properly. Right. Um, and there's just like already a lot of structure to that where I think there's a little bit more creative freedom. Yeah. Telling this. I think that's it. Yeah. This story about this, this mob family and what is otherwise this, a suburb of New York, right? Like yeah. they're in the suburbs. Like it's just Jersey. Right. Um, yep. And it's a bunch of hard asses in Jersey. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, I just always thought that was super interesting because it'd be the easy way to go to just tell a five family mob story, right? Yeah. But I, I do think you're right where they have way more creative freedom telling a smaller, small town mob story, if you, if that's what you want to put it. Definitely small town compared to New York City. But uh, character wise, who have we not talked about yet? Um, I think that's all the all the big ones. I mean, there's I think so that's many. all the main. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I mean, so, obviously, yeah, you have like little sub ones that don't ultimately impact the, um, you know, the final arc. So like yeah. um, the restaurant owner, him and his wife, um, all that nonsense. Right. He's uh, right. His old Arthur, his friend. And yeah. once again, like yep. completely treats him as a friend on a friend level. Um, him owing him money was fantastic. Um, yeah. when he loaned him the money. Yep going through yep. that whole thing and always this fun little sub point subplots with like Tony and like that whole restaurant, even like Phil having like his, his like grandsons or whatever the hell it was thing at this restaurant that was popping. Yeah, a different restaurant. Yeah. But Tony wanted yep. to have it over here, but like the food was lame and it was boring and all yeah. those little sub sub. Yeah. Points. Everything around. I, I, I love everything around Vesuvio, the restaurant. Uh, that character's great too, um, and he has some really good story storylines throughout the show, especially the one where he's trying to get money to buy what whatever some sort of alcohol that's up and coming to bring over, and the dude ends up screwing him over. Yeah. Um, that 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 story is great. Uh, I do want to talk about, and I'm I'm freaking blanking on his name. Uh, he's total throwaway. He's the little the little. He looks like miniature Chris Moltisanti. He actually gets in a fight with the the restaurant dude. Oh yeah, who's running the credit card scheme? Um, yes, with the, with the hostess. Guy. Yep, <laughs> yep, yeah. Um, and it, for whatever reason, I'm blanking on his name. Total. I mean, he does have some important storylines throughout the thing, but nothing like extravagant. Yeah. Um, total side character that you can throw away. Chris, I mean, we touched on Chris quite a few, quite a lot through all the different storylines we were breaking down. I don't think we're missing much of anything with Chris. I think his no. intervention scene is phenomenal. Yeah. That, that that whole, it's so, so good. That entire scene, That's how especially Polly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's exactly how it would play out. Yeah. So we can, uh, where you want to go? I mean, we can probably start. Uh, we probably just need to unpack the ending. Um, yeah, that's what I think we need to do because I can't wait to hear just like your initial thoughts on on the ending of the show, which was widely hated when it when it initially aired. Um, I, I I think I think I I have the luxury of watching this, and I it's been like two three months. Um, yeah, perhaps like a fairly short order. Um, and yeah, you want so much from it. Um, and like, you're used to things kind of having closure, right. And ending and being definitive. Like we got to see Phil die. Right. I didn't think we were going right. to see Phil die. I was so no, happy. We I got didn't to either. see Phil die. Me it, too. It wasn't, and it, it was a brutal scene too. Oh yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. was who you're talking about? Uh, the little, little, Chris credit card schemer. Was he one of the he ones was the that one popped them? Yep. 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 Yeah. Cause yep. they were, they were kind of like the little doers that always would be running around actually right. checking in on things for the crew. Um, but yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think we'd get to see Phil die. So I was really happy to see Phil die. Um, yeah. And I like how, you know, they have nicknames, code names for him. And like the little guy is like Phil's yeah. second in command there. Um, <laughs> right. I talked to the little right. guy and they had the meeting in the warehouse. Um, yep. So good. But yeah. That, yeah. That, so, I mean, really the end of the show is like, 
even though maybe the that 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 final scene is is hated the rest of it i think is perfect and i will get to that that final scene i think the final scene is perfect as well um but just every it, it pops off so quick we're like it does know, that Syl, last episode Syl gets shot so everything much. yeah so much dude there's so much because i was i watched episode 20 and I, you know i told you and my other friend I'm like one more to go um yeah but it's like there could easily be another 40 episodes between that and the last episode. Um, and really right. so much like just gets wrapped up in the last episode. And it's, it's so surreal too, because you would think the way 20 ends, the penultimate ends that like, it was all about to like come down and pop off. But otherwise yeah. you have just a kind of a fairly straightforward episode for a finale that really just kind of has Tony tying up some loose ends and finishing some conversations. Um, yep. Which I feel like there's a lot of theory crafting to go into that the way there is. Yeah. The way that all comes together. Um, but then obviously it could honestly keep going for like another 10 episodes. And until you get to that last four minute scene. Right. Like, so, that's the crazy thing about this show is like it's just like a constant like collection of moments and little stories and themes and then let's just wrap it right here um yeah. with this four yep. minute scene. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, I mean that a lot pops off in, in those final two episodes we see and we didn't really talk about Bobby too much. Um oh, yeah. And we we kind of skipped over Junior as well. Junior's obviously a major major player yeah. through all of the series um and him and bobby are, are tied together janice anyway janice is janice you know what i mean like i don't even think we need to talk about her but yeah, and that's how i feel about bobby too like bobby never did a lot for me i liked him as a no. guy as a character but like he never really did a lot for me he kind of just also like the undertone that he just hung out around tony as like he only ever killed one person um right he wasn't right. that mob guy he was more so yeah. just there he was junior's yeah. driver right you yep. know like yeah that kind of situation on the come up um yeah and then junior he 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 disintegrated so much and like tony's last right. conversation kind of encapsulates junior for me like he was just a problem for Tony, you know, until he wasn't a problem anymore. And between the, 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 you know, getting indicted and then mental health, his general mental declining, yeah. he just kind of fizzled into nothingness. Yeah, for sure. I do find that final scene like heart wrenching for whatever reason yeah where they're where they're talking and the engineer literally has no idea who he's talking to and yeah. it has no idea who tony is so it's it's kind of heartbreaking to watch that scene even though T junior is kind of a shit show through the entire series <laughs> you know what i mean and tony's character is just so well acted because so much of it is in the expression his body language and like Tony doesn't say much like outside of like his, his plan dialogue there, everything else, right. is, the emotions all set on his face. He's like, you really don't know who I am. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we can unpack that. I just wanted to bring Bobby up cause we're going to talk about Bobby obviously, because when, uh, dude, things kind of pop off in the blue comment, the episode second, 
second or the second uh second to last yeah second to last yeah yep and that's where i was like oh yeah the title of the episode is blue comet the trauma of blue comet train i'm like he's dying right here yeah yeah that's that's what gave it away yeah Um, i thought it was uh yeah that whole the whole hit scene is super interesting man because he's like it's so weird watching it because looking at in that scene, like he just looks like a regular dude, man, buying some trains. He's got yeah. like a train <clears throat> habit that he likes buying these little model trains. Be like if I was in the mob and I went to Sir Troy's and was just, yeah, some getting Lego Legos, and- getting some Legos, <laughs> get whacked in the Lego store. Um, so yeah, that whole scene was, uh, and I liked Bobby, you know, so yeah. it sucked to see him die because he was never, there's a lot of people on the show, maybe all of them that are just really shitty people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And even though Bobby does kill somebody in the show, he doesn't come across as a shitty person. Like right. He's a fairly wholesome dude. So to see him die in such a brutal graphic way. Um, another, another great episode is when they're at the lake house and like yes, and Bobby tunes up, Tony, so but also they, they do the, the little business trip. All that was good. Yeah, dude, that, uh, what episode is that? Sopranos whole movies. The first episode of the sixth season, I think is the name of that. That episode's great, dude. Um, cause it's, it's like the wholesome, like family getaway. Yeah. And then shit just kind of pops off between Bobby and they, Bobby and Tony go at it. <laughs> and Tony, I mean, Bobby gets the upper hand on Tony. Really? Yeah. Uh, everything about it's great. Like the, the fight's great. The jokes are great that start the fight. Bobby getting in the car at the end and backing into the tree. Like everything is so good there. And there's important stuff that happens, I think, in that episode that we'll talk about yeah. uh, for the ending. And I don't know if you picked up on it or not. But um, because in my in my eyes, I know that this ending is like questioned. And I in my in my mind, I know exactly what happened i don't know do you feel that way um i I mean obviously everyone wants it to be like on screen and know exactly what happened um i don't think i subscribe to like anything in particular i like to think nothing happened though i have some weird ideas on like that entire episode as a finale like if it was even real if he's even alive in that episode um yeah but um yeah either you know the guy coming out most likely the guy came out of the bathroom like just pops him but i'm really really thrown for the focus on meadow parking and her walking like is that even the right restaurant she's walking up to and like is that even her walking in the door um yeah i don't know like there's just so many just it's so bizarre the way that whole scene is set up yeah, it's uh, I think it's really actually freaking amazingly crafted that scene. Um, yeah. when you know at least what I think is is going on, uh, and I think it's all there, I think it's it's blatantly obvious. But, um, at the time watching that episode for the first time, I like probably everybody else that watched that episode live thought my cable cut out. That's what I thought happened. I thought our power, uh, something fucked up. Because it, it, it literally, the he way up, that it like, ends, yeah, it, it, he looks up. The doorbell l- rings. Screen. Yeah. He looks up, and he doesn't have, like, a look of, like, I see my daughter right. showing up. Like, and then. So, like, so I think, uh, obviously, we know that 
shit has popped off at this point. There's a war going on between New York. People are, Phil's in hiding. They're trying to find Phil. People in New Jersey are getting capped left and right. We get Bobby killed in the, the train store. Sill and somebody else get shot in um, the Bada Bing parking lot. Everything's popping off quickly. And then we finally get the Phil kill, which I love, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though he's like, I don't think it's very common for the mob to kill somebody like in front of their family like that. I don't think that's a that's a thing that happens very often. But it sucks because he's like with his grandkids and gets popped yeah. in the car and the car's rolling and like rolls over. Well, what happens? His like head. rolls over somebody's head, like his, his head. head. Yeah. Um, and the dude that's working at the gas, maybe pumping gas that like freaks out when that, that whole scene is. So yeah. I, it, even though it's like a graphic brutal murder, it's like funny for whatever reason. And yeah, I think it's just cause you hate Phil going into that, yeah. that you're like, just want him to, to die. So it's, it's a joy to watch, like you said, but for the final, that, that final scene. And I, um, it's funny because it, while I said I watched it live, I thought something screwed up on the cable the mm. next day. I was like, I, you know what? I think I, I've got this to the point where I was on lunch break at the place I worked and Q92 was talking about the ending and I called in and explained it to him. I wish I could get the recording because I explained nice. it exactly how I'm about to explain it to you. Um, so what's your just give me your like running theory. Did you um, did you feel like at the end of it, were you like looking at your screen like what the fuck just happened or were you like oh, okay no it's just the no end. i was like they literally just cut the black on me um, yeah because i'm watching this on max and this is 2023 like they just they just cut the show like yeah th that's how it ends um yeah. i i had to rewind it because i had to rewatch meadow parking because i'm really perplexed by that focus in the scene um her walking in like is she is that even her walking in obviously we have some people walking through the front door we have like the typical italian looking mobster that walks through tony typically recognizes everyone and he's very very aware of that so i don't see why he would overlook someone like that walking in um and then you know going to the bathroom to get the gun to um you know murder him so I, I thought it was all very weird. Um, and, you know, I think, I think, it, you know, from a creative, from a writing perspective, it's like, it's as the writers of the show, like they are in Tony's position. There's no good way out of this. Right. So, you know, like his son says, focus on the good times. Um, and we don't need to see how, how Tony's story ends because there's no way for them to write this correctly for anyone. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was kind of poetic for his character to yeah. just don't show it. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's really, really well crafted and it took me a, a while to get to that point. Cause you like want to see what happens, but here's, here's the way that I see it. Okay. So we didn't talk about him, but there is a, there was a mob guy, the guy that hung himself in the garage because he wanted to retire to Florida. Um, Tony wouldn't let him. He said, Hey, maybe if you do this hit for me, 
maybe Tony oh, yeah. will let you. And he goes that. and he kills the guy in the like bodega or whatever in New York, drops the gun, walks out. He's wearing a gray members only jacket in that scene. I don't think that's as important as people think that it is, but keep that in mind. So in, and I think it's Sopranos home movie. There is a point in season six where Bobby and Tony are in a boat yep. out, out in the lake. And they're talking yep. about, what do you think happens to you when you die? And either Tony or Bobby says, I think he probably just goes black. Like you don't see it come in, flip off your light and it just goes black. So that's very important. So when we move to this final scene, it's set up very perfectly. We see the only credited person in that scene outside of the cast is the members only dude that's sitting at the bar wearing that same jacket or similar very very, very close, similar to the jacket of the guy that hung himself in the garage. He's the only one that's credited in that scene as the members guy in the members only jacket. So the way I see it is the way that the scene is set up. We see multiple times where we look at Tony's face. We hear the bell ring. We see it from Tony's point of view people walking in the door, whoever it is. And it happens three or four times through the scene. We see Tony's face, bell rings. We see it from Tony's point of view. Go ahead. I also thought, and it isn't the case. I thought though, the first watch was when he walks in with his leather jacket on and he's looking out over the seating area, it just flips then to him with his jacket off sitting there. So at first I thought he walked in and saw himself sitting there. Okay, so yeah. What's going on? But <laughs> okay. I rewatched it and I was like, okay, no, he is not. Yeah, it just there. cuts. But it's weird yeah. how it cuts like to him. Yeah, it does. Sitting there. So we see him waiting for his family to arrive and they arrive one by one. And, and them coming through the door is exactly what I'm talking about. We see Tony's face, bell rings, Tony's point of view. First one is like a group of nobodies walking in the door. Second one is Carmela. AJ eventually walks in. And this whole time, Meadow is parking her car, right? And I, I, I am hung up on the Meadow parking her car thing. I don't know why that is happening. I don't know if there even is a reason for that happening. I think it's just she sucks at parallel parking, and they want to show that for whatever reason. Um, so we see, we see this happening. So remember that order of things. Tony's face, bell rings, Tony's point of view, looking at the door. Now we have to go back to a movie called The Godfather, which I'm sure you've seen, mm-hmm. in The Godfather, um, Mike, I think it's Mike Corleone, yep. has to kill like a police captain or something. And the whole setup is they hid the gun in the bathroom. He goes into yep. the bathroom, comes out, you know, because they're going to pat him down at the door. So they hide it in the restaurant. So this guy walks by. We get an odd focus at this dude walking past Tony into the bathroom. Meadow finally parks her car. We get the same course of events at the end where it's Tony's face, bell rings, Tony's point of view, which is the black screen. The way I see it, Tony got shot and he's yeah. dead. That's I, 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 I don't even think it's arguable to be honest with you. I think that that, that was the exact, and it, David Chase says like, it's up for interpretation. Like you, it's so perfectly placed the way you're not paying attention to it the first time you watch it. Cause you're just in such utter shock that that show just ended like that. But when you go back and you listen to Bobby's conversation uh, in the boat where it just they goes black that too. Tony thinks, yeah. 
that crosses Tony's mind because yeah. they they play that clip a couple times again. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, without a doubt in my mind now there are two theories on this. Okay, there the theory is Tony gets killed, so we see his point of view black. That's the theory that I think. The other theory, which I just I, I don't subscribe to, is that it's the viewer that's getting whacked. So Tony's story is continuing on. It's the viewer that's getting killed at the end. That's why the screen goes black. Um, I think it's without a doubt Tony is is dead. Um, I think the Godfather thing is is what draws me to that. Like it's right out of the Godfather, dude. He goes into the bathroom, yeah. comes out, and shoots the dude. Yeah. Uh, the members only jacket. The reason I brought that up is that people think that that is the brother of that guy who's got like some vendetta out for Tony. Um, that's why he's wearing that jacket that his brother always wore. I don't know if I subscribe to that. Recognize him. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He does look oddly similar to the, to the guy that I'm talking about. Like it could right. be a, you know, it could be a brother and a casted brother, but um, that's what, yeah, that's where I line up. So does that make sense? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's how I took it. It was like either, yeah, he's either dead or he he's not. And it was just like a, a misdirection. Either way, they don't show us and we don't know. Yeah. Um, My, I was, I was more focused on like the poetry of just the fact that his son, you know, in either in that scene or an earlier scene, he's like, yeah, focus on the good times. It's like, so yeah, he's like, he's yeah. like, I said that he's like, Oh, he's like, yeah, you said so like, I just, I just think between that line and, you know, there's a lot of inevitability because, like, um, um, Carlos or what's his name, Carlo? He he he's, flipped. He's turning. Yep. Um. So you know, it's a pretty dire situation. So I think yeah. it's mostly that, like, either way, Tony's story doesn't end well, and it's just not anything we need to to really know about. Like, what would it have done for the show to see him die, other than yeah, be like a very depressing end right. to the series. Yeah, I uh, I just, you know, like I said, I think Tony certainly dies in the scene. Um, I think it is definitely like a tragic poetic, though, because. And I wish I almost wish that they would have. Said that that dude was that guy's brother, because it, it, it sets up a really tragic poetic ending where the war right. with New York is over. Everything's calmed down. The family's back together. They're getting along. They're having dinner. But then this ghost, this ghost from Tony's past comes and catches up with them and and gets them. But it it, it is weird that (laughs) it is weird that that dude is credited. Why would he there? There are 30 people in that scene. Why is he the only one that's credited in the credits? Just because he's the other thirty aren't, or no, no, he's the only one in that scene outside, outside of the of- outside of the main cast. So AJ, AJ Meadow, Tony, and Carmela, mm-hmm. he's the only one in that shop that is has mm-hmm. a, a credit as the guy in the members only jacket. Open to interpretation. Yep, it is, it is, but it's like uh, you know, yeah. people people said that for years and I'm like, dude, it's really right all there. Like, and David Chase said that, like, it's all there. That's all he said at the end. Like people wanted like an explanation. He's like, it's all there. It's his only, only explanation he's given. And I 
believe that it really is a well-crafted freaking scene of yeah no. the perspective aspect of switching back and forth and then that final one bell rings from tony's point of view there's nothing and i and i really dislike that journey song um mostly <laughs> yeah because it's of rocking like, the entire yeah yeah it's but like, like the, it, the quintessential it, wedding song better. that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, all, all the, you know, I, I dislike it for those reasons. Um, but also, like, it makes it mildly better for me because it's tied to that really good scene. Um, and no, I mean, I, I liked it. I get it. I, it's just like Game of Thrones. I get why it ended the way it ended and why they decided to end it that way. Cause what was the alternative? Like, we see the guy, I guess they could have, like, shown the guy step out of the bathroom and pull the trigger. But either way, you know, do you or or do not show yeah but that's the thing though just like adriana we hear the gunshot we did not see her die um and i to be honest with you i feel like in 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 real life this is gonna get morbid for a second but i think in real life if you get shot in the back of the head you're you're not gonna hear the gunshot you know what i mean you're not gonna hear anything so if we're seeing it from tony's point of view we're seeing exactly what happened he's not gonna hear it coming and they say that you're not gonna hear it coming and then and it just goes black they, they say it in that boat scene. The other thing I want to bring up, um, the episode that Tony gets shot in season six, which we didn't really talk about, uh, Junior and his, yeah, in his, like, uh, I don't even know what's going on. He's got, like, Alzheimer's or dementia, Alzheimer's, yeah. shoots Tony. Um, that episode is called Members Only, is the name of the episode. So it's another, I think, maybe hint of Tony's getting shot in the episode members only. And now we have this members only jacketed yeah. dude. Um, that's fair. Yeah. So that's, but, but, but like, I guess my point is like, what do people want? They wanted to see him get shot. And then, you know, that takes away from like, this is always from the perspective of Tony and Tony's the character we're mm-hmm. following. So why yep. would we see anything past that? And what right. we're gonna show like Carmela and like the family get blood splattered all over them and like right. freak out. Right. Yeah. And just end the series like that. Like, no. And I think that's the importance of like focus on the good times. And that's what this show mostly is. Is a lot of, I guess, good times. It's weird to say that because there's a lot of violence yeah. and not good times, but like right. <laughs> the show's so enjoyable. Why would we end it on just such a morbid ending? Right. Right. It's yep. it, it would almost be cliche to like kill or not kill the character like yeah. let's just cut and um on top of the that members only episode is the, the episode that tony gets shot it's also the episode that that eugene guy hangs himself in his garage so that's all in the same episode members oh really? only yeah so i think maybe there is something maybe there is something to that guy being a a brother or something to that guy because he is wearing the same jacket and that would be kind of the poetic tragic poetic cap of it all is that Mm -hmm. we seemingly are out of the shit show that we were just in tony survived he's back with the family the family's getting along him and carmella are getting along family sitting down to to have dinner together and something catches up with them from from his past yeah and even even the um the anti-terror cop um, yeah, he, he was like, "We're gonna win this," and the guy just looks at him like weird. He's I love Tony. that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that guy because he he starts out just out to get Tony, 
really in, in the first couple of seasons. And, and then the FBI kind of flips to terrorism after nine 11 and yeah. less focus, which happened in real life, less focus on the, on the mob and almost becomes, I, I don't even know how, not a friend of Tony. Like, yeah, he's like, he's like a fan of Tony. He's like a Tony fanboy, Jersey yeah. mob fanboy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And, and, you know, I think he just he liked the simplicity of the neighborhood because because they also made a point to show even even that bonus scene where, like, he's with the other cop, like they just slept together and he has a wife and kids. And he always is saying how hard it is like to do it. So I think he a lot misses, right, going after yeah. Tony and all of that yeah. versus because he's like this anti-terrorism stuff sucks. Like, he, right. he hates it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And he, he even like, he even warns Tony uh, about everything popping off in New York. He's the one that warns him like, Hey, we're, we, we got word that there's been a hit put out on you from New York. Yeah. So interesting character. I like him a lot. He's, he's, he's in, he's really, yeah, I think he's in it from like season three on. I mean, he, he pops in every now and then, but what else? I think that's about it I yeah mean, i think we covered our bases pretty good great series i'm really happy to have uh to have finished it yeah i'm glad you watched it man because it's it's yeah. definitely it's definitely one of the best shows I've ever watched yeah it's it's a must yeah it's a lot it though you got it's a lot to watch but it is a lot to watch yeah and they're full hour episodes too hbo style no uh, no commercials so they're full length hour episodes i know that's your favorite <laughs> Um, when they're good and I yeah. just had to like get through like a good chunk of the first season to get hooked. And then, uh, that's all, all downhill from there. Yep. Other than that, it's just, it's just like, and there's nothing like particularly always to keep up with. Like, it's just each episode is just inherently good by itself. So this is another right. point in time where I really wish all these streaming apps and services would give me a random button and like, just, yeah. just randomly play me an episode episode from this series just whatever yeah. which one i don't care yeah um pick one. I often, that would be a fun way to watch it yeah because i often go back and and do that myself where i'm just like i feel like watching sopranos so i'm just gonna put a random episode on and i usually go through like the now i'm at the point now where i've like literally watched it seven times i don't need to rewatch it so now if i want to watch it i just like hit the greatest hits album through through yeah. all the seasons you know <laughs> what i mean um but also, I wonder if there's, I, like, I, I, I there's I, like an abridged list out there of people. Oh, like, yeah. Here are the like the the essential I'm episodes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, I, I also want to point out, but we didn't really talk about it, but the the hit with Silvio and his girlfriend in the restaurant where everything like slows down as the dude's getting shot across the table is so good. My probably my favorite hit of the entire series you know what i'm talking about where he's like turns and he's talking to his girlfriend about wine and everything slows oh, down yeah. and the blood splash splashes up on him yeah that one was yeah. intense so so good dude the way everything visually there and the audio everything is so cool in that scene he just books it <laughs> yeah yeah and it's so funny because even my mom pointed out she's like that dude walks like christopher you know christopher's got that real hoppy walk yeah. That that dude walks just like him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's Christopher, but <laughs> right, <laughs> true. 
All right. On to the, the shield. shield. Here we go. To, yeah, I guess. On to the shield. Um, <laughs> you really should do it, man, because it's 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 as good. I'm telling you. You'll, yeah. You'll enjoy it as much. I just think I need to. And it's polar. I, it, I know it sounds like you're going to be going to do the same same kind of show, but it's really polar up. I mean, it's a cop. It's a cop show through and through. Yeah, I think I just need to take a break. You need like some comedy in your life. Take take no. a break from all the killing and violence. No, I, <laughs> I I have no I have no exhaustion of that. I can watch that nonstop. It's yeah. just, I think it's just like a they're long episodes and like right. uh, I've watched a lot of yeah. it in a short order. <laughs> so like I think having like just like oh some free time to be like what should I do here? Not watch The Sopranos because right. like, I, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. how I've been feeling most of my like free time is like i'm gonna watch episodes of sopranos um, yeah <laughs> or two or three um so so i think i think that was my that was my 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 accomplishment for the year in terms of like legacy series to get under my belt um, right i'm not gonna attempt another one this year because we're almost done with the year um and we have we have all of our episodes planned out for the most part for yeah. the rest of the year so that's exciting for sure. Other than that, that's it. We can wrap it here. Appreciate everybody Absolutely. stopping in. Um, when you do watch this, um, now that we're, it's weird, guy get used to being on like pre-recorded, so like there is no one at all listening right now. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but there will be people listening. Um, hopefully, you stuck with us for a full two and a half hours talking about the Sopranos. Um, and we didn't even talk about like literally anything. We just talked about like half the characters um yeah key <laughs> <Yeah>. moments <laughs> yeah um probably need to do now i was thinking i was like but <clears throat> there's just no way um to like manage it but this would have been a good like throwback thursday series but oh yeah for sure yeah it's that would have been undertaking to get, like, three people at the same time watching like full seasons of the sopranos. full seasons of the sopranos um, yeah for sure um, I guess I guess now that two of us have seen it, it we just need a third that. wheel. Yeah. Now it can be now it can be throwback Thursday. Right. Uh, we just need to get like dad or Mike to watch the Sopranos. Um yeah. quickly. Quickly. And then we, yeah. we 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 would just watch the uh the abridged version. The abridged, stuff yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I honestly, dude, between the Sopranos and the Shield. I honestly feel like I don't even really need to rewatch them. <laughs> you know, I like I know them like the back of my hand. Both of those shows, right? And Game of Thrones really got to that point too, especially after the the, uh, the rewatch. The, the rewatch, yeah. And the the episode, like I feel like I tried to watch it when Zelda came out. I tried to like start it over. I'm like, dude, I just I know like what seems like every fucking line of the show. Like there's just nothing. Like I've caught everything that I could catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe someday I'll rewatch the Sopranos. Yeah, you should. It's definitely a good rewatch for sure. Cause there's yeah. a lot of stuff like I mean, even though we just talked about it and I really broke everything down for you at the end, but you catch that stuff on a on a second rewatch. You kept catch the members only, Jackie. You catch Bobby and him talking in the boat about it going black and Yeah. But I just spoiled that second rewatch for you, so I apologize. <laughs> no, I, 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 having watched it in such close succession, I pick up. I picked it's up. It's probably fresh. Yeah, it was yeah. probably fresh because it had been. I mean, it had been like probably six weeks 
when I watched it live, it had been like six weeks since I saw that episode, probably. Yeah, for me, so that was season like, well. six, so that was all but like two weeks ago. Two weeks, yeah, me. right. <laughs> Cooking. Yeah. Cooking. Well, um, catch y'all next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.